0: The following is a World Class Bullshitters exclusive.
1: Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dionne Green.
2: Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, when all those around you are letting you down, especially those from Hollywood Entertainment, I promise you, there's no way that Uncle Dion's going to accidentally shoot you.
1: Your last name is not Uncle Dion Baldwin, is it? Definitely not. <laughs> all right, good. You don't yell at your daughter either. Up uh, uh, next, folks, yeah. we have American Ramrod, Coach Kendo Slice. Happy to be here. Looking forward to
3: another fun and fantastic show. Well, after last week, uh, me too, man. I don't remember last
1: week's show. Last week. week's show. Oh, uh, it was a good one. You might want to go back and listen to the recording. You were in rare form, sir. Rare form. All right. Good now, to know. now, folks, our fourth for the evening, uh, you know him, you love him. We've had him on the channel before. But before we announce him, let me tell you what's up. Nick is on location at CES in Las Vegas. So if you've been following us on social media, and you know you should, World Class B.S. over on Twitter as well as our Facebook page, uh, Nick is out there. Nick posted pictures, has been checking out stuff, getting the updates uh, as only Nick can. Nick is the tech guy of WCBS. So folks, follow us all over social media to see where Nick is next. But we have a wonderful guest host tonight. All the way from the place to be reviews, say hello to the one, the only, Etep Wukuyin.
4: It is I, it is he, it is me, P-Double-D, from the place to be reviews, right here with all the yous, and this evening, I am truly, indeed, world-class. Thank you for having me. Good to be here with you fine gentlemen. Hail to chat. Yeah. Indeed,
1: hail to the chat. But I'd like to correct you slightly. Every day, you're world-class, man, so uh, don't shortchange yourself. I've hung Thank out you, with sir. you in person. I know what's up. Yeah, for your sake. shirt's in the mail. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i will buy one
1: right now. I got a Wakui order shirt. That's a nice t-shirt. So thank you. We'll
4: be selling those at horror hound. Oh, nice. Did you get your table? Uh, and we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that off air. We get that. All right. Yeah. While we talk
1: about that off air, folks, you can join us, the WCBS crew. We will be at horror hound in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, March 27th. Is that the date? What is it? I got to look up the date real quick, but, Horror Hound, we will be there, guys. We will be at the convention as we always are. Uh, you know, hanging out to see everybody, to meet everybody. So, folks, if you want to hang out with WCBS this March, come to Horror Hound in Cincinnati, Ohio. We will be launching Wokebusters. Uh, the first physical launch of Wokebusters will be at. Uh, horror hound 2024 and those dates are march 22nd through the 24th at the sharonville convention center there's going to be a lot of big hosts or excuse me a lot of big guests so after you come hang out with us and we know uh you'll probably be drunk or tired afterwards but you can go meet celebrities like who do we got this year uh Nick, barbara crampton Mick foley. foley uh george went and a whole lot more uh, for some reason this website just doesn't want to load so folks that is the 22nd through the 24th of March to come see WCBS. Now, the one cool thing that we get to talk about tonight, if you notice in the uh, description, it's a mini celebration. It's just a small, small thing to celebrate. But as of today, I finished all of the original pages for Wokebusters. So there's nothing else new to draw. All I have to do is tighten a couple things, make a couple changes, and everything's on track. Uh, you know, if you guys want to know what's up, I changed the car. I added some action pages there's a big double page spread of us flying through the air on the backs of some monsters you know really epic hero shit that you guys love in your comic books because woke busters is the comic book event of 2024. you know you can buy as many books as you want you could support all the creators because that's what i want you to do too but make sure you put woke busters at the top of the list because it is the book that'll entertain you the most it is a big epic it's 104 pages of story alone it's got action suspense comedy and uh you might even learn something in the process but at the end of the book you'll be a lot happier that you read the book so folks be on the lookout for all that the update the relaunch all that good stuff that is coming to wcbs here in the coming weeks but i just wanted to let everybody know i have penciled all the pages uh most of it's colored in ink it's you know it's a great place to be i'll let you guys know when it's off getting lettered and i'll start making some new uh images to share share on social media because I'm proud of this work. I want everyone to see it. I just want you guys to see the finished state so you can see what you're going to buy uh, this March and moving forward. So when you go see Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, make sure you have a copy of Wokebusters either on the way with you. It doesn't matter. But this is the year of WCBS. Wokebusters It's the crown jewel. So beyond that, folks, if you need a book right now, and a lot of people need stuff because it's cold and you don't want to have to go out, if you want something delivered directly to you, go to StealingSolo.com, get yourself a copy of that graphic novel, features score, disgruntled Star Wars fans who kidnap Harrison Ford and force him to remake Star Wars in their basement. It features the guys from the show. You know us, you love us, and you'll have a good life at the expense of Disney Star Wars. So other than that, folks, it's time to start tonight's show. So guys, uh, anything crazy happened to you since we've last, I met? Mean, I know it's been a few weeks for you, Pete, but, uh, did you have a good holiday? Was it pretty solid?
4: Yeah, it was excellent. Had a wonderful holiday with the family, safe travels, got a lot of cool gifts. I got like 20 something shirts and Ooh. yeah, um, probably my favorite one. I got a plain white t-shirt with a black and white or just a black outline, Jason Voorhees with the machete over his shoulder. And it's a Nike shirt. Um. I I love it. I love it. But uh, I did get it. I want to check it out. I will. I got an Elgato, so I'll be streaming some games on the channel now too. I got the capture card and actually figured out how to use it after about four and a half hours and a lot of expletives. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) I need to dig mine out of storage. We have one. We have the uh,
1: because we used to stream a little bit of Smash Brothers when it was new. But uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Business, uh, other, our other videos play. always do better than gaming content, so we never really touch it as yeah. much. But uh, we might, we might do some fun stuff. You might see who the best bullshitter is at Mario Kart or Golden. Yeah, eh, everybody else plays Mario Kart. Let's do something else. Uh, Kendra Dion, what do you think would be a good group game for us to play? Obviously, Pete, I want you to vote too, because hell, we'll have you on as our guest to play with us.
4: I would love to, man. Um, hmm. We I should do No Mercy, gentlemen. Uh, I, I mean, that's a great, oh, a great one. Always a great one. I'm 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 completely 100. I was playing that the other night uh, during another stream because I've got the uh, I've got some more uh, mo- another monitor. I got a 55 down here set up with the uh, Sega Genesis, the N64. Beautiful. So Los Fa- Los Fabulosos were facing off against uh, <laughs> against the Eliminators in a uh, in a random tag match I had. So yeah, I- I'm always down for some No Mercy.
1: Uh, Dion, you were the man at Svr. What was it? Or sorry, SmackDown or WWE was it 2K15 or 14 was the last one you bought, but you were awesome at that yep. one. We used to come up and play that one with you a lot. So,
2: good times, man. Good times. Now, uh, folks, while we're talking about
1: wrestling, real quick, one last thing before we start talking about topics, word of the day, and all that fun stuff. WCBS will be at WrestleMania, as always. I've been going since 06, so you can come hang out with us in Philadelphia. We're gonna obviously we're going to eat our cheesesteaks, run the Rocky stairs and see who pukes the last. That winner will go on to the next tournament where he will be awarded. Actually, you guys, I did find a website where they make custom belts. I was thinking about getting a really stupid custom belt made. I don't know what we'd call it, but it would essentially be like he who puked last after imbibing 25 cheesesteaks and running the Rocky stairs. So maybe we like, maybe we call it like the endurance title or something. And each year when we go on our WrestleMania trips or go on these like excursions together our last man standing wins that title and has
4: to defend it at the next event we should call it the all-atlantic title okay (laughs) you you can have an atlantic classic championship tournament with points and wait never mind i think somebody's doing that now never mind (laughs) (laughs) oh now folks uh
1: we will be doing over on patreon we were supposed to do it last night but my car Uh, shit the bed and I had to deal I waited for a tow for seven hours so that was awesome but uh, Kendo and I are going to be recording a commentary of Royal Rumble 1994 the entire show so be on the lookout for that before this year's Royal Rumble hits and uh, be on the lookout throughout the year as we do flashback wrestling events over on Patreon as well as the membership program to correspond with our years that we're celebrating in 2024 so for example 99, 94, 89 84 you know how the math works but they have to be significant things so be on the lookout for that as well because uh i actually was pumped to watch the royal rumble 94 i've never seen it i know i'm in the minority but uh i think it's gonna be a good time right kendo exactly maybe
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry let's uh,
1: wait for a second what happened oh no i just asked you do you think the royal rumble 94 is going to be a good show like a good time
3: Oh yeah, dude! Fuck, I, like I told you, that was like for me personally as a wrestling fan, like a turning point pay per
1: view. Well, I need to watch it because I have finished what cult or sorry, cultaholics, uh, WWF Golden Era stuff. Yep, and then good. picked up the guy that used to run Slat Rock Wrestling. He has his own channel now. Wrestling with somebody else, I can't remember his name and uh he did the 1990s like it's like a four hour maybe it's three hours but it's just one mega video of the year broke or each year broken down for that decade and while it's not as good as the what culture or cultaholic wrestling it's still pretty damn good so if you want i'll send you the link and we can uh, talk about that as well please do all right
4: dude oh man You're you're talking about the rumble 94 there's uh there's something that angers me about that. One of the best workers on the card got relegated to a dark match on that, and uh, Brooklyn Brawler. That's no Jim Powers. Oh, the guy that's not Paul Roma that was never in the four oh. horsemen.
5: <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry, need no to for Jim uh, Powers.
4: Okay,
1: I don't even know the dude off the top of my head. <laughs> Is that is that sad? Does that make me a bad wrestling fan? No, no, he was no. just
4: kind of like one of those mid-card guys from the Fed and then WCW through the like 80s and 90s. Wait, is that the like,
3: legendary guy that Bret Hart fucking wrestled in the lost tape of
4: him like making the guy look like a million bucks? No, It's Tom McGee, right? No. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I was
4: yeah, gonna say yeah. that w- it, it wasn't Jim Powers. No, that wasn't Jimmy. Jimmy Powers could like work, but he just was vanilla, he was like great physique, but no personality. Kind of like, uh what's his name? Brad Armstrong. Like the better Armstrong. Like all <laughs> he, Brad Armstrong had all the talent, but Road Dog could work a microphone and not do much else outside of be, you know, tag team. But no, okay, enough wrestling. I'm done.
1: Did you, we'll get, we have a full wrestling segment, Pete. So don't worry. We're going to be talking about the <laughs> anniversary of Raw and anything else you guys want to talk about. So uh folks join us at the, towards the end of the evening as we get into our wrestling segment. And we're gonna make sure that we make a lot more wrestling-related stuff uh this year because uh last thing I'll mention about wrestling, I'm already excited for WrestleMania. Reality possibilities of the rock versus Roman Reigns. We got LA Knight, yeah, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, uh Randy Orton. Like CM Punk's not my favorite, but like there's a ton of dudes that are in wrestling right now that I'm a fan of. Rhea Ripley's great and hot. Like she might be my favorite woman wrestler since Trish Stratus. It's weird how shit's pretty good right now so when when stuff is pretty good you know i'm ready to go celebrate so join us uh in philadelphia for that you know the rock beats roman reigns we're going to tear up the town and we're going to get shit face for a week dion cancel you know cancel it, going back on the channel bro we're going to celebrate the rocks win
2: <laughs> god right we will it ain't never gonna stop
1: I got a way for it to stop. We could play the world's most difficult drinking game. If you would like to challenge yourself at home, what you do is you line up countless shot glasses and you put on the Rock's theme song and you take a shot every time he says the Rock says. You'll be fucked up by the end of three
4: minutes and twenty four seconds, guaranteed. So, I guarantee. guarantee. Have nine one one on speed dial. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like I'm gonna
1: die. uh, Well. Let's just round up everybody and see who is the last man standing. Maybe that'll be our our challenge at WrestleMania, guys. (laughs) So uh, we have a word of the day. It's from our friend Joseph Bienowicz. He wins. He says, greetings all. I make the claim for yambag. All right, so folks, the word of the day is yambag. And our friend Joseph says, how Stella got her yambag back. Uh, The hunt for red yambag. 12 12 angry yambags. A fistful of yambag and my left yambag.
3: Yeah. Dude, where's my yam bag?
4: To kill a yam bag bird. Yeah. um Hot yeah, tub yam bag, yam bag machine. Black lamb bag. Sex, sex lies in yam bag. The yam bag is not enough. No,
3: true yam bag. Yam
5: bag? Um, <laughs> back why, why to the yam gonna...
2: bag.
1: National Lampoon's Yambag Vacation. Yeah, there's a good one. Um, Did anybody say the Yambag Strikes Back? No. Not yet, sir. No Star Wars titles have been uttered.
3: I am not your Yambag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, you're not, Kendo. Yeah.
4: Uh, Sisterhood of the
1: Traveling Yambags. Good one. The Maltese Yambag? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yambag forever.
1: What would
4: that like? How would you signal that? What yam bags forever? Yeah, like is it like the Wakanda forever. So, like, how would you like? What's the yam bag? Do you just make a Y with your with your hands? I don't. I don't. Or just like the Y from the YMCA?
3: I think you just grab your junk.
4: Yeah, and you just like
5: <laughs> yam bags forever. Yam bags forever. Dude.
1: <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll make some videos, but we won't make any videos featuring uh, the yam bags. But folks. Uh, hit that thumbs up button. It's time to start tonight's show proper. And we have a lot of topics to cover. There's going to be a fun one tonight. So this lady on screen is just for uh, something to look at. And I apologize in advance. But over the last few weeks, actually, let's just break it down like this. Over the last 11 days, there's been a lot of Star Wars information uh, coming out from Lucasfilm. A lot of information coming out from other sources. There's two new, There's another movie coming out. There's all sorts of things that have changed in the world. Uh, in the galaxy far, far away. Disney is desperately trying to get you to believe that there's a chance Star Wars can be saved. But we've all lived through nine years of disappointment. And you can shit on the prequels all you want. But George Lucas didn't give you nine years of disappointment. You may have disliked episode one. You may have hated episode two. But three was pretty good. And you can't really bitch about that one. It's pretty solid. With that being said, though, the news of the Ray movie has been tearing up the internet. From... The misquoted thing about women wanting to be women, women wanting to scare men, make them uncomfortable, make them realize how bad they are. Great. Uh, To the news that uh, this is going to be the first Star Wars film to to have a female voice craft the narrative. I guess Marsha Lucas in the 70s or Lee Brackett with The Empire Strikes Back or, you know, other ladies like I think Karen Travis has written a handful of novels. No. Charmaine Obeyed Chenoy is the first woman to ever do anything. Kathleen County doesn't matter but her film kind of matters because apparently according to a rumor from that park place which is the website run by our pal WDW Pro who will be on the channel on Tuesday night for the high council um there's no script for this movie that is about to enter production in just a
4: few short months so oh,
3: kind of like Ryan Johnson's movie yeah. yeah is
4: it any that different than right I was gonna say is it any different than you know fully producing a movie on a first draft at this point i mean could it get any worse than the last jet wait rise of skywalker did come on. never mind strike that remark from the record i yield my time senator (laughs) so according to the rumor from that park place um, they're talking about
1: how the the writer hasn't written anything he's got to get to it the scheduling the stars did not align stephen knight simply was the person that if they had picked up blah 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 so they didn't say he's not going to write it. They're not saying there's not going to be a script, but they're just saying, like, there's no script for this movie, which... Do you think they need a script for this? It's, like, gonna... It's. I don't think it's gonna flop outright, but it's not gonna be a highly anticipated film. This is gonna be one of those things where... Like, if I was in the theater with Dion, he would look at me and go, is that real? Because we're about to suffer with this one, but WCBS will be laughing. So what do you think about the rumor that there's no script for this movie? That there's just, you know... They're I this believe one hundred percent. I believe there's never been a script for any of the Disney Star Wars movies. They just kind of yell at the people to say certain things, and then they fix the rest in post. So Is I have been on set. I don't Boy- know these it's go. it's
3: it's it's the Paul Feig thing. He just there's no script. He just yells into the fucking bullhorn. Do Star
4: Wars stuff. Isn't uh, isn't John Boyega coming back for this? Isn't that what I heard no. out there? Isn't isn't he? He's not. No, oh, he's always he's, he's, right. he
2: was well. Made, I mentioned it on Twitter, and he put a gif of Donkey from Shrek shaking his head no. So I mean, it was oh, not okay. I didn't, I didn't see that. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, boys. Yeah, for yeah. now,
4: And listen, and I, and I wouldn't I believe
2: he, anything Disney says yeah. anyway.
4: This, I, I honestly, I, I, if this was anything other than another highly feminist intersectional piece of garbage, I would say to get stuck in development hell. But honestly, it's so identity politics laden. And I think this will probably be their most heavy handed, um, heavy handed, you know, offering ever in in terms of star Wars. And I mean, that's saying a lot considering what they did with Reva and all that from the small bits of Obi-Wan that I did see most of it was just clips, but honestly, this, is going to be an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, they didn't, they obviously, Disney didn't learn anything from the Marvels. So they just pressed ahead with this. As you said, Jeff, with no script. So, I mean, what what do they think is going to happen? Hey, look, we had a movie with, that got pushed back five times, you know, went through how many rewrites, reshoots, pickups, and the budget ballooned, and we lost, what, a couple hundred million on it? It'll be fine. Let's do that again over here on the Star Wars side. You know, knowing how much money Solo lost, this is set up to be just a monumental failure from the word go, because this is something that literally nobody wants. If the people on Twitter tell you they want it great because they're not the people that spend money. We are. <laughs> and, and they're not getting my money. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen.
1: I don't like your tone, sir. You sound like a big old sexist over there. I'm just trying to
4: That's keep it right here, here. There's thing. just a lot of yeah. hate coming from him. Oh, I've I've already been I've already been called an incel four or five times today. It's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. How are you? <laughs> We're setting a squad up. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> when it comes to modern
1: day filmmaking, I'm never surprised at how dumb things can be because it's always about the money, which is it's a business. I get that. But it's like they don't prepare for these things. And I just think they're gonna their lack of preparation is gonna set them up for More disappointment, but you know they're gonna have to continue forward. So, do you guys think that even if this movie is poorly received and shits the bed, uh,
2: that The Mandalorian will be a hit? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know about all that. I, it's, it's you know, so much has been compounded with Disney. I, you know, I, it's very tough to say what's gonna do well and what's not gonna do well. I mean, if, if, if the rumor for this is true that they don't even have an idea of what they're going to be doing with the script before working on it. I would, I, I originally I'd say no, right. Cause they're just throwing things out and trying to maintain the quality of the film based on, you know, word of mouth right now. So, I mean, originally no. Um, but again, it's just so fucking hard. And if, and if the next season of Mandalorian is anything like the last few star Wars projects, no, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think each project is contingent of the one right before it. It's just well Dion, you know, Disney's the Mandalorian just is throwing no longer shit out. The Mandalorian's no
1: longer a TV show. It's been announced this week that it's a movie.
2: Right. Right. So, you know, whether it's a movie, whether they have a spinoff for Mandalorian or any other fucking characters, I think it doesn't it doesn't matter. They're just they're not you know th- th- this is disney just wants to pump shit out i don't, you know right now it's just a fucking um assembly line of things with star wars on it and you know it, I, and yeah I, I don't think the success of one is upon the previous it's just they're just going to put shit out and especially now you know it seems like they're doubling down yeah i don't i don't think anything is even when they put out projects they're not planning for want they're just they're just let's just get something out there and they'll talk about Star Wars and we'll make money and profit. And I I really don't think that there's a individual plan. It's just get everything out by this date. Who cares how good it is? They'll watch it anyway type of mentality. I don't it's gonna it's gonna be very few projects from Disney regarding Star Wars. That's gonna be good period. Well said
1: I'm just watching it for the train wreck, completely honest. Like, of course, we're going to cover it for the channel because the audience cares how yeah, bad it is. Yeah, they I don't want to watch the movie. Be... Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to have you guys come to visit and we'll go see this movie. Uh, you remember What's how gross the Rise of Skywalker
3: event was? Have they set a date yet? Like, hey, it's coming out on, you know, February 30th. 2033
1: or anything like that. Uh I wish it was that late. Uh, I, I think it starts production in a few. Like I said, I think it starts production in March. But uh I have no, I know they've talked about it. Jesus. Oh, I'll find out. Yeah, it's like soon because they're trying to get this Mandalorian movie out for next Christmas, like 2025. Ah, okay. So. And I'm pretty sure the Ray movie comes first. We'll find out. We'll watch uh, it. It'll be a disaster, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, Uh, folks, if you want to watch a train wreck, make sure you watch uh, WCBS. We'll be talking about that and a whole lot more. We're more than Star Wars, but uh, when there's all this shit in the news, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, don't you miss the days, Dion, when we would talk about Star Wars and like geek out in college? Yeah, man, this was a great book, or
2: this was this, or that was that. Uh, I miss those days. I feel like Edith. Bunker. Yeah, I think everybody does. Yeah, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if people at Lucasfilm missed those days. But you know, there it's just you know such a fucking corporate, um, corporate minefield. You know, and especially now, I mean, it's just you know, I i, I it's at the point now where I just feel bad for anybody working there because you know there's no, you know, they're they're at a point now where there's no amount of of fan actual fan response now because they've you know, obviously, weaponized any response to the movie. You know, and then they you know, and Disney's doing the same thing that you know so many other entities are doing right now on the internet. You know, you 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 rile up a certain fan base, and you get them to just blindly respond to shit. You know, they're not going to listen to anything until they have multiple failures back to back. And and you know, as a corporation, Disney is cool with it because they're like, "Hey, fuck it, we'll just fire her." If it doesn't work out, and then you know they don't really necessarily give a shit. So um and 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 again, you know, the, the 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 side of it too is you know they don't remember how the internet works. So, you know, this whole weird press junket of the new director and her saying, you know, all this stuff, you know, they you know, they really think that fans have the memory of a fucking goldfish. So uh, yeah, man. Like you said, I, I think I think a, a a clown show is the perfect way to put it. It's gonna be really cringe-inducing, you know. Unless this is some kind of fucking forty chess, uh, forty chess move. Yeah, I, you know, I, and again, you know, the internet remembers too. It's never a good idea that you're going into production and you don't have a fucking script. That I don't remember any franchise or project turning out well when that happened. Um, not to mention the fact that they went through this shit in, When Rise of Skywalker came out So I mean what was it The, the script was not was constantly being done Up until like a week before the movie came out So yeah, yeah. Man, I'm not yeah. i surprised Yeah they were doing all. reshoots it's, Yeah, yeah
3: they, did, they didn't even have a rating two weeks before Because we were doing the show And they ran the ad during the halftime Of the Thursday night football game And when it got to the part where it showed Like the credit parts and it's like This film is not yet rated on well it didn't say that but it showed them not rated on there it's like they haven't even sent it off to be fucking rated by the
1: MPAA and it's it's not finished do you think it would affect the Star Wars box office if they just said fuck the MPA and release an unrated Star Wars movie even if it didn't have I any mean, anything questionable I mean it's gonna need
3: questionable stuff in order for it to be like a huge yeah. hit, because you've lost a lot of the audience and then You got people like us watching it, ironically, and for the lols, and to be able to produce content for the channel, and to take the bullet so that these wonderful people, minus a few of them, don't have to go do it themselves. But in terms of, like, if they want to get a bunch of people out there, then yeah, they'd have to fucking... They'd have to satisfy Nick's weird fucking urges and have Twi'leks, like, scissoring
1: or some shit with their hair, too. That'd be an interesting movie. Yeah, well. I'd watch it. Oh, you probably watched it 10 times in your dreams already. That's true. Rule 34. The greatest rule of all time. Some would say.
2: (laughs) I guess that's what the internet really is. It's just weird. It's just really weird. Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) I mean, at least these days when we keep getting shit like this, at least you gotta have something to nut to.
1: <laughs> That's the best part about living in 2024. There's always yep. something. That... <laughs> Damn right.
3: On demand, they don't realize what the trials and tribulations a lot of us had to go through as youths But the the dial-up youths. days. Oh
4: come on! Oh, yeah. I, I'm dial-up days, I... fucking magazine days. I was gonna say I'm I'm old enough. It was like the the magazine days, like back then. You yeah. know. um Yeah, I I was, I'm 43. So it was, yeah, it was the magazine days. And then, well, that and the scrambled channels until we got the uh, the scrambler for the satellite dish. And then it was, oh, they don't, my parents don't know how to set the parental locks up. (laughs) Well, guess who found the age of discovery early?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Or you had had that one friend whose parents were going through a divorce again. And uh, he had the videotape collection that was theirs that he somehow found and had access to. It was like, hey guys, check this out
5: yeah and then you oh well what shit. I'm, i remember
4: one of my one of my boys so in high school what's Gore's that house guy in-
3: doing is he gonna fix her cable
4: <laughs> he looks like a nihilist this is before the this is before the step do <laughs> we have nothing to fear from those men they're nihilist donnie <laughs> I'm kind of sad we didn't do anything to commemorate that movie's
1: 25th anniversary.
3: We still could and just be like, hey, folks, this is us celebrating the 25th anniversary. Pay no attention to what day this came out. It was in the can and we lost it and then we found it and then we re-edited it and reshot it and then we put it back in the can, lost it a second time, and then we found it and here it is. The Kendo buried it too deep
4: in the salt mines.
1: (laughs) we were trying to preserve the picture quality. (laughs) <laughs> you kind of sound depending on what release you have of that movie they have like a like a thing like that at the opening where this man comes in he talks about the lost version of the big Lebowski and how they lost it in the German whatever and they had to splice it and they like play all these clips of the movie dubbed in German it's a it's an interesting opening to the DVD maybe we'll do something like that for it All right, it's one of the best movies of all time so that, that, that is a fucking great movie I, I, like, judge friendships. Like, if I met somebody, like, let's say I found the perfect woman, and she's like, I hate the Big Lebowski. I'd be like, ooh, that's gonna gonna be
4: hard. that's a deal-breaker. That's a deal-breaker.
1: It is that good of a movie. That's the thing about it. It's not like it's, it's not like it's The Room or Samurai Cop, where we're like, yeah, we love this movie for, like, shitty reasons. It's like, yeah, man, this is a great film that has so many layers. I can't believe people dislike it. Like, that's how I feel about the yeah. Big Lebowski,
4: Right. And it has a fantastic soundtrack, too. Okay. It, it really does. Dude, the they fucking even great. bust out like a
3: hippie, dippy 70s version of the Gambler in that fucking thing. Not the actual song. Kenny Rogers is what I was getting at. But, you know, before he got all yeah, weird, plastic a, the years. Yeah, Kenny
1: Rogers New Edition or whatever. Just dropped in. That's a yeah. great song.
4: It is a fantastic yep. song. What,
1: condi- what Condition My Condition
4: was in. Yep. Oh, yeah
1: the best part is that's essentially the full song played in that scene too just yeah
4: that's the my favorite part of that with movie yeah. too. gutter balls <laughs> <with> jackie treehorn <laughs> oh my
0: god
1: when when
2: Mara all right we gotta do it we, we got
3: we have to do the movie now it's settled at this point we have to do the movie to commemorate the 25th anniversary when you're late which yeah. is totally dude style he would not show up on time for that anniversary he'd come in late fashionably late so that's what we'll do that that review really tied the room together yes it yeah did. the chinaman's not the issue here
1: well Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature there dude
3: well i don't really care
0: oh
1: man now now i want to watch that instead I of call him like his- i see him jeff <laughs> Well, let's mark this lady a zero on screen right here because that's pretty much what she's done in terms of quality of work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that it tells us exactly what we feel about the Star Wars.
3: They're supposedly a new Star Wars movie. We talked about it for five minutes and then proceeded to go on about how great the Big Lebowski is a <laughs> movie that's 26 fucking years old. That tells you everything you need to know about the state of Star Wars for a group of people that are fans of Star Wars. It's so lead play, true. Kathleen.
0: Mark it a zero. <laughs> <laughs> this she isn't not Kathleen. Dude? There are <laughs> rules. God damn it, Walter! Not everything has to do with Vietnam.
1: <laughs> it's the best Coen Brothers movie.
0: Yeah. Walter, well, th- th- this
3: has nothing to. Th- this isn't like Vietnam at all. Well, there's a literal connection.
1: How would you guys feel my if? <laughs> How would
5: you guys feel if the Coen bitch. Brothers
1: directed a Star Wars movie? Uh, Say that again. Be, how would you feel if the Coen brothers directed a Star Wars film? I mean, I'd be, 100% be better than on what the fuck we're getting now, tell you that. Yeah. At least they'd have fucking fun with it.
2: Right. Well, that's the and they actually thing want the I've audience noticed. to have fun.
3: Yeah. They're like, there's people <laughs> that are going to come watch this, Walter. We
1: want people to enjoy it.
2: Well, it, it feels like any of these like uh,
1: IP movies, they just pick these nobody directors to like at least in the Marvel end, they just want to use a director to be like, all right, you're going to do this part and work with the actors. We're controlling the rest of the movie. I feel like that's what Lucasfilm's is trying to do now. It's like, you may have this lady coming in to do the Ray movie and she's going to put her feminism and all that other bullshit on that movie that no one cares about. But like that's Kathleen Kennedy's directive. That's why she's putting her, you know, she's hired that lady. Well, they, they want specific things. Well, for that, they should just go get the Mike Wazowski
3: brothers or whatever the fuck their names were. And have them, you know, make an allegory for trans, you know, rights. Thirty years, uh, thirty years ago.
0: <laughs> I just
4: pictured two, two transformers with one eye, and just out running around a set with little microphones yelling at everybody.
3: Well, at least it landed with you, Pete. That, that makes me. It,
4: happy. it did. It did. Oh, i'm God! A, a Monsters Inc. reference. I love it. But no, didn't didn't Big Daddy Bob kind of tip his hat to this one jeff you're talking about the directors they hire how they're just basically the go-between with the the actors and the executives are the ones really calling the shots i mean look at um what's her name uh that directed the, the marvels that uh the, is that oh, nita, nita costa nita yeah. costa and bob i well we didn't have supervision on set so right there you just undermined all the authorita your director had or didn't have i, I you know i mean and she was Gone before that movie even premiered. Working on something else. I mean, that's how much faith oh, she yeah. had in it. So no, these these directors. That's why Marvel hires the directors they do because they can control them. They're just a figurehead. It's somebody to put out in front of the movie and then blame them like Chloe Zhao. Oh yeah, you directed No Bad Land. It won an Oscar. Great. Good good job, uh, Charmin Shabad Uh, You like to make men uncomfortable and you make documentaries about. Now I'm not selling short the things that she makes her films about in her home country, because those things are absolutely need to be dealt with. But the, the, you know, but the feminism side of it over here, she's trying to, it's like men need to, she's like, why, why do men need to change? So the, the one thing that terrifies women more than anything else is accountability. I swear before I've heard of Christ that group. in the name of all that's holy. Yeah. That is that they're terrified of accountability. And it's like, men need to change well no we we don't really why don't you change your way of thinking i mean there's really nothing wrong with it's like blame the fan blaming it's it's men it's men men make up 80 percent of your ip's audience contrary to what your marketing department and what this glorified coffee fetcher who is notoriously bad at taking notes would have you believe the audience is mostly male yes there's always been females there but they're in the minority they're not the majority so play to the people who spend the money, play to, you know, it's like wrestling, another wrestling allegory, but wrestling lost the ability to play to the casuals. Now it's for the niche, the hardcore fans. They're trying to do, they're not trying to play to, they're trying to play to a niche here, but it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's this make-believe audience. And it's like, and yeah, so they bring in these directors. This is my point. They bring these directors just so when the shit fails that they have somebody. To you know, put the, be the fall guy as it were. I took the long way. I took the long way to see that.
2: Well, well a good, the a long way. The scenic you know, route's important,
4: Is he done talking you know, yet? Because I stopped paying attention. I, I figured Kendo. <laughs> I love you too.
3: No, it's a fucking great point. It's it's always like it's it's another backhanded way of attacking the audience. I mean, they've they've gone yeah. the direct route, and now they're doing the passive aggressive bullshit.
4: Yeah. And psychology tells you straight up that the way to change and win hearts and minds is not making people uncomfortable. That's that's a fallacy that does anybody who knows anything about psychology knows that's attacking people is not the way to get them to change. That's how you get them to recoil and either strike back or just play defense, you know, and and this this well, we're going to make them uncomfortable and that'll change. It's not going to work. It's, we're just going to be like, you know what, your shit sucks. Like you said, watching it ironically and spending no more money than absolutely the m- minimal amount possible on this shit. Yeah, zero is about the right amount these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no lies Everybody. detected. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just so excited, though, by what's coming because... It's going to be a train wreck like you know the marvels was the gift that kept on giving it's like every day something happened there was something Mm -hmm. to talk about uh you know it wasn't brie larson is like aware of you know how she is seen so she stopped that shit and so we don't really talk about her in any of our videos there's there's really no reason to it's like she said dumb shit five years ago Mm -hmm. we don't we probably wouldn't like her in person yeah bye but like they they never there's always something they're gonna do to put their foot in the mouth like Dion says on every episode almost they love the taste of the shotgun i guess it's you know it's seasoned just right like emerald Agassi seasoned that shotgun for them they're just,
4: yeah so they are going down on it si- so they're they're playing kurt go bang
1: <laughs> yes they're playing I Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah we got 30
1: that's a
3: 30th anniversary that's coming up in not too long either should we revert no we don't want to fucking have anything to do with. it. yeah we're army.
1: not gonna yeah we're not gonna like okay he died 30 years ago and uh the Foo Fighters were a better band anyway so correct
3: and then you could say <laughs> okay we're only gonna say one more thing about it Kurt Cobain is a lot like Michelangelo they use their brains to paint the ceiling
4: and then you leave it at that <laughs>
5: oh,
4: god damn we're, you're speaking, you know, the, the anniversaries on uh, January 24th. That's a Wednesday. I'm having an anniversary episode uh, of Holy Shit News. It's uh, the uh, Bobby Duncombe Jr. Memorial episode. Um, there's a uh, obscure reference, but we were watching a match with him and Jericho from World War Three at the Palace of Auburn Hills in 98 the other night. And it's like he died January 24th, 2000. I'm like, well, shit, that's wait. Let's look that up. That's a Wednesday. I'm like, well, that's the Bobby Duncombe Jr. Memorial show right there
1: don't you love our obscure uh memorials it's like every day is a holiday if you really try hard and you believe in it <laughs> there's enough people that have died in this
4: world that we could probably make a holiday for every day that they croaked it and one i have one more point about the star wars is uh in particular with the uh ray with the ray movie jeff this is in your wheelhouse now you've been covering this forever with them doing a ray movie they have uh unique opportunity here to market the millions and millions of ray toys rotting on shelves right now. Dude, I can walk into Ollie's and I don't see that working there's Ray figures still. It's not gonna work. (laughs) I feel like people still won't
1: buy them.
5: No, no, they're they're gonna make more
4: jeff you'll be making ray videos until you're like 50 you're gonna be you have a four you have a ray 401k hey like i always say star wars is the gift that keeps on giving thank you
3: (laughs) dude. when i was at i was back at home over christmas we went to ross one day the the store not not a person and Mm -hmm. um there was fucking star wars i think i sent you guys a picture there was recent star wars toys that were already at ross
1: for like five dollars and it was popular characters too like Han Solo and shit he was yeah he's $5.99 for the six inch scale he comes in a black box yeah dude. dude, I do even one better though because those figures are re-releases that have been out for a while they had the shit from the Obi-Wan show those figures are normally $16.99 full price at Walmart or Target they were $3.99 I bought them like I don't like Ahsoka that much but I got the figure from the Mandalorian season two because she was three ninety nine, And I got Obi-Wan Kenobi from the TV show because he was three ninety nine. Like I remember as a kid, you could never get star Wars shit on sale because it sold out. I grew up in that weird era where it had just come back. So it was like, kids were kind of into it, but it was mostly older dudes that grew up with it. That were like geeking out that it was back. And so I would just go to the store and pick up like, you know, Oh, I got all the main figures. Let's see who I need tonight. I need uh well, Bomar Monk was a mail-away, but you get what I'm saying. Nowadays, like, no one gives a shit. And the thing is, it's not like collectors aren't out there for other properties or other things. And there are Star Wars collectors, but, like, they just don't make as much, and it's it's weird. Like, it exists in its own little window, and that ubiquity of that brand has just... And it, it, it's beyond just the Disney prequels or sequel movies. It's just a lot of bad merchandise as well. It, it They can't win
2: yeah man i mean that's i mean and we'll see we'll see the um the fallout from that as well i mean you know obviously when 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 your merchandise vendors may speak up too i mean that's you know that 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 hasn't exactly been something that's unforeseen either you know so i i'm not going to say this is going to happen before the new ray trilogy extraordinaire comes out but that shit happens all the time too when you have You know, your 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 toy vendors, your merchandise vendors saying, hey, um, you know, we need to renegotiate this deal because we're not getting the numbers that we want from this shit. You know, so and again, I'm not saying that with any inside scoop, but that's a very real fucking thing that happens to companies, especially when it's so dependent on the entertainment part of the medium. Right. So, you know, we'll see what happens as this goes on. And again, that's not even to say that Lucasfilm's gonna fucking listen. But you know that is a factor that that affects shit and other franchises. If, if they can't, if they can't keep their vendors, if they can't keep their suppliers happy in terms of moving merchandise, they will speak up. And especially with the, even before COVID, that was a problem. You know, obviously we when we were at Star Wars Celebration, you know, multiple, uh multiple. Vendors and sellers were telling Jeff that, like, you know, the, the new shit just does not sell, you know, and, you know, obviously Twitter isn't going to want to hear it, the 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 sensitive ones on Twitter, but that's, as we've said multiple times on the show, that's a driving factor. It's not just the ticket sales. It's the billions of dollars in reactionary toy sales that drive a lot of shit, that drive a lot of movies, that drive a lot of TV shows. I mean, that's, you know, he, hardcore comic book fans love young justice but young Justice got canceled because they weren't moving any toys so you know you know i'm not going to say that that's going to happen here but damn man when, when you have all this other other merchandise and you and you license that shit out you know people want it because they're expecting that shit to go out the door and you know i don't think a lot especially fucking toy sales, people, You know, they're, you know, and and even Hasbro, they're not going to fucking keep putting up with we're going to put that we have to buy all this shit and put it on the shelves and it doesn't move or we have to mark it down and we and we're selling all these toys at a loss. So, you know, that's that's a that's a factor that I would not be surprised that has a say in this shit. So, you know, it's, um you know, Disney's in a fucking really unique unique place man and a place that they put themselves in because you know again as we say the numbers don't lie if if this shit were as good as everyone thought it would you know you wouldn't be able to find obi-wan from the newest fucking show on sale a year after it fucking came out you know so I, i again i would not be surprised one fucking bit if that becomes a factor in what the fuck happens with this trilogy man I
1: love the fact that I can go get stuff for pennies on the dollar. Do I need it? No, Dion, I don't need another Princess Leia and Endor gear. But for the price of $2.99, um, that's a deal that I can't pass up. Like I, And also, too, folks, I know a lot of people out there are like, don't give Disney money. We're buying this on the aftermarket. Disney got paid. The stores got screwed. So we're just kind of right. picking up you know, right. the remainders for pennies on the dollar. That's what I love so much. But I'll never pick Man, up all those Eternals or uh, America Chavez figures. I'll never buy those.
2: <laughs> Oof. I, listen, the, the hardcore fans aren't buying those either. I mean, you can find... I haven't seen, at least when I'm... For damn sure, you know, my fucking kids weren't asking for it, but I've never seen a lack of Eternals or Marvel toys on the shelves. That shit, for, even for the casual marvel kid fans that shit ain't moving either so you know you ain't gonna ever have to worry about not being able to find that shit damn sure the high-end adult collector shit ain't moving because uh at least my local game stops multiple of them still have the fucking wrist gauntlets or whatever from from miss marvel them shits ain't moved since they came out so you ain't got nothing to worry about bretta
1: they're just such stupid things. Like, people are too smart to buy this crap. So thank you, folks, for showing us that uh, there's a limit to what you'll buy. Like, there was the Pet Rock and the Mr. Beast Cheeseburger and Modern Eternal figures. Like, there's a limit. Like, people bought the first two in droves, even though they were shitty. But this, mm-mm. So I have faith in humanity, even though just a little bit, it's still there.
4: The so anything Eternal else you guys Oh, I'm sorry, the deaf, etern- the deaf Eternal, Lauren Ridloff's character still, Makari. she still pisses me off. Oh, they're supposed to be perfect be- uh, beings. They're flawless in design, but we made one fucking deaf! But that's peace. logic that's, doesn't that's, matter. It's diversity.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when yeah. did you think that they ever The movie saved lives, I'm
0: sorry, what
4: a bigot. I'm a bigot. This. Let me put my cap on and sit in the corner.
3: Yeah, let's go wear your, your bigot cap. Like that was the first internet,
2: shit that we
4: said after we enough. watched it, too. Like, why is... That's bothered me since that hunk of shit came out. I'm sitting there. I drugged my wife to go see that. I didn't drug <laughs> her. I should have. I, I, I basically should have She probably she wished like, you had. Oh, she did. I, You know, that was... Why I went to see Shang-Chi. I fell asleep in the theater, like, 10 minutes into the movie. And this one... Me, too. I was sitting there. <laughs> I, did, I did. I fell asleep. I passed out. I'm like, this is so boring already. And then, like wakanda forever i spilled my popcorn about five minutes in and i was like i was pissed off for the rest of the two hours and 48 minutes of that rudderless ship with no lead actor i was like okay so all those all those movies are garbage but yeah eternals you don't create perfect beings and then you know what i'm deaf it's like oh it helps her but that no that's not how that works but okay we'll go with that thanks chloe zhao you're amazing
1: she really well, They is. wanted that that's Oscar the kind of, thing, of man. filmmaking you know?
4: we need.
2: Yeah,
1: you're correct, Dion. Yeah. That's that's it's, what they want. They wanted really... the Oscar. They wanted the accolades.
2: Yep, and it's perfect. And it's perfect that you brought up Wakanda forever too, man. Because they they fucking bamboozled Angela Bassett, who is yep. you know Hollywood royalty, She's amazing, a black all star. She's, She's awesome, and they convinced her that she was going to get a fucking Oscar nod for that shit. So you know, and and that's and 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 i say that it's a perfect thing for you to bring up because now it's so easy to see like eternals with it being so melodramatic and you have you know the 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 ridiculousness of 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 like how everything was designed for that movie like yeah they thought this was gonna be some highbrow shit that was gonna win an oscar and then what kind of forever comes out obviously trying which you know take it how you want you know but they're they're trying at least to to kind of garner some good faith because of chadwick bossman and then you know the 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 i can never remember her name the, the the girl that's playing his sister with angela bassett you know and then it's you know we're gonna bring in the fucking atlanteans man it's gonna be great and it's gonna be you know it's gonna be an oscar nod and that's you know it's it's the they know what they want when they pass the finish line they don't want to put any fucking work in the movie itself to get there and it's just so easy to spot and so much of it looks like shit like this where it's like hey you know you know i've made human rights movies and we all agree that's good and i want to make dudes uncomfortable and you're like god damn it Martin Scorsese bothered Kathleen Kennedy and company so much that they're going to fucking announce a movie before a script is done because they want that Oscar so fucking bad. And again, I get it, right? You know, I understand the the novelty of winning an Oscar, but you're fucking, at least since Infinity War, or, you know, your bad average isn't even 25%. So it's just... Especially now that the audience knows the bullshit you're going to pull before the movie comes out. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's going to, like you said earlier, man, it's going to be a fucking train wreck. And people, are, you know, the next movie is going to, you know, ET's going to say the same shit. It reminds me of fucking Z- Chloe Zhao and Eternals or Black Panther or the Marvels or now whatever the fuck this trilogy is going to be called with, with Star Wars they all look and sound the same and they all look and sound bad
4: <laughs> correct also, also well, they lost fair. Jonathan Majors and Tana Huerta two of their main villains because Tana Huerta they were going to use him again I'm sure and they had the whole Avengers Kang Dynasty planned around Jonathan Majors and poof no more <laughs> and it's gone so have you seen the, the uh, rumor that they're trying to put out there oh we were always going to get rid
2: of him yeah, his man.
4: position was No wrong. they and weren't the
2: reason you don't put your eggs all in that fucking basket cuz crazy shit happens.
4: After after Ant-Man Commie Mania came out they, during the premiere of that they were they were basically doing everything but blowing him on the red carpet. Like every single every single one was Jonathan Majors was the best thing about it. Jonathan Majors was Jonathan Majors was there was no way Damn. they were going to fire him. There was no way. I, I, unless it's Bizarro World and I'm fricking Superman, um, and my fat ass ain't quick enough to run around the Earth fast enough to turn back time. But uh, no, that that there was no no way there no continuity they were ever firing him unless he did something like this. <laughs> and well, it it happened. It did. Listen, um, that's that, and it's
2: it's just wild too. The shit that Disney gets involved in, right? Like, you know, you know, that's a perfect example. You know, you take you take, uh, you know, the, the 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 emotional reaction to it. It's like that's why you don't do shit like that. It's just it's a perfect example of why you don't try and have the the you don't you don't try to use the moral high ground as a selling point for your movies because no shit happens and now on top of all this shit you're dealing with jonathan majors and it's just like god damn disney like just try to make the movie like just make the movie all this other shit's gonna happen but just make the fucking movie man and they just can't help themselves kathleen kennedy can't help herself they just give me one more hit of that shotgun barrel man just give me one more hit of that shotgun. But, you know, they're addicted to this shit. And it's just, you know, at this point, it's like watching a fucking train crash over and over and over again.
4: Yeah, it's like every person they try to prop up on a pedestal turns out to have more skeletons in their closet than Ed Gein. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. hilarious. Ooh. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That, that works literally puts. and figuratively. they hit A lot of them. A lot, too. But, yeah, they do. And that's it, Dion. You said it. They virtue signal, and it's like the people who are always screaming the loudest are the ones that have the most to hide. And it's like mm-hmm. they they build these people up, they build them up. They're like I'm this and I'm that, and then all of a sudden everybody else is bad. And then come to find out, well, you're the one that's you know going to jail or whatever, you know, being uh, convicted of assault and you know all this stuff, or you know whatever you're you know starting a cult and He's robbing people leader. in hotel rooms in Hawaii, like you know. Ezra Miller, you know, got all these, all these people that are like, I'm one of these protected people. You can't say anything about me. And then next thing you know, they're, you know, they're in the news for, you know, felonies. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm the bad person. Cause mm-hmm. I said, I didn't like a a, mo- I, all I said was I didn't like a movie. And next thing you know, I'm the uh, funny mustache man. Um, you know, it's like, Jesus, I said, I said the space wizard movie was bad or, you know, the superhero yeah, movie figure. was bad. I you know don't yeah. be
0: no bigot now. Don't be no bigot. I don't want them tone. watching my work. Don't tone. Tone, I don't want them bigots watching my work, Tone. <laughs> 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 but that's the thing. I they, can't
3: watch the celebrators anymore tone.
1: without not hearing your voice. <laughs> yeah, same. Th- I, I turned on
3: Max. It, I turned on Max the other day, and it was like 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. Get caught I up walk, or see it again. And as soon as I did, I heard. I just couldn't hear Pete going Tom, Tom, don't let Kendall watch it. He's a bigot, man. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard <laughs> <that show. laughs> show James Kendall, they're going. I'm fucking dead. What do you want from me here? Yeah. dead for 12 years. <laughs>
2: I ain't got nothing to do with this shit.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I'm up here letting some fucking girl suck on my gobble goo. I mean, I don't give a shit about what's going on down there right now, Christopher. That's right.
2: (laughs) Ain't no finer piece of ass.
3: (laughs) You ever fucked an angel, buddy? Star
2: Wars fan (laughs) hooking. We
1: should get together, you know. When we all get together, we should just watch an episode of The Sopranos and have uh Pete dub it with us. Like, we should do a riff tracks, but you do it in the voice oh. the whole time. Every time Christopher's I, I on can, the screen,
4: I can do that. I would all right, well, I be gonna more watch than the, happy to right. do that.
3: Jazz, so the, the, the that. episode we have, we have to watch that, that. <laughs> we have to watch the episode with the Pine Barrens because yes. <laughs> very crisp. The one that's one of the best episodes of the fucking show, yes, it yes, so is. very the Russian right? Yeah, and it's very Christopher heavy. The bet, one of the greatest lines you'll ever get from any TV show is in that one. When Tony's talking to him, he's like, he was in the interior ministry. He killed like 26 Chechnians or something like that. And then at the end, Paulie's like, do you know that guy's an interior decorator? He killed 26 Czechoslovakians. And then Christopher's
0: like, really? His place looked like shit. <laughs> I'm not eating these fucking ketchup packets, Paulie. I'm not eating these ketchup packets, Paulie. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah,
3: Paulie's a bigot now.
0: <laughs> Paulie, you're a bit. Stay away from Adriana, Paulie. You stay away from Aid. I don't want you touching her. Stay away from her. It's bad enough. I see Silvio checking her out there because you're going to be dancing at the bang. Uh, no, Silvio was
1: just was trying Silvio to figure out where he was, was the That was trying to bang Carmella. <laughs> no, that's Furio. No. Fur- yeah, sorry. Furio, sorry, Come on. Furio, Silvio, Furio. How, you know. Bada
5: boomio. I mean, <laughs> all, all yeah. the
3: battalions look and sound alike to you, don't they, Jeff?
1: They all sound like Super Mario to me. That's it, you know,
4: a fictional Japanese got, character. Yes, I got Lego, Lego Mario's on my desk. Does he talk? He does, yep. he sure does.
1: Uh, I saw that at Best Buy when I was living out in California, and I thought about buying that so many times. That whole set where you could like put the Mario on the stick and like make him jump over shit. I'm like, this looks incredible,
4: but I don't collect Legos. So Trey and I have about five or six of the Mario (laughs) sets. I have a, I have a whole Lego set. I've got like what, I think 10 feet of table just dedicated to Legos. I was considering starting to buy a bunch of the Mario Lego sets just to put up in the attic for when baby OJ
3: gets old enough to appreciate Lego. I've got all my Christmas and birthday shopping done for like years to come at that point. Just like, hey, here's a new Lego set. You know, it came out eight years ago.
1: <laughs> don't open well, it. He does it easy, a lot of right? money right now. Yeah, don't say this around Nick, because Nick might have, you know, Nick is a Lego guy and a collector. He might uh, have a heart attack if you give him one of those rare sets. Yeah. It's like giving a kid a rocket-firing Boba Fett. You just don't do it.
3: I mean, that's kind of now incentive. If you're telling me he's gonna have a heart attack, now I'm going to, now I have
1: to tell him. <laughs> Fine. Fine.
3: That dude, that's like one of the greatest pranks of all time. You get this fucking rare Lego set-looking box, and then you just start fucking opening it up on camera, and Nick just keels over in his chair, and then you laugh and be like, "Ah, it's it fucking box is empty. You fell for it." Well, do you want to do Nick, that, but I'll I'm already get a
4: box made. I'm I'm I mean, already here i mean See?
3: we've already got people. our you know substitute you know you know pinch hitter over here it's real yep. easy to I pull mean fucking, you know temp badge off of his shirt
1: nick's <laughs> out in vegas taking care of business for the channel and you're writing him off that sounds about right <laughs> you, know, you know we got you got to think about the future you don't know what's going to happen
3: out in vegas he could yeah eckhart think about the future Right. He could go off to one of them little bunny ranches or something like that and get fucking Rufalind. And then he ends up out in the desert in his skivvies and, you know, crawls around, eats some peyote because he thinks there's a cat. It's a cactus with water. And then he hears Rob Zombie and he starts seeing all these weird visions and shit. And then he stumbles on some dude that looks like the older version of himself by a campfire. You don't know.
1: (laughs) Isn't that the plot of, uh, is that Beer Fest? Or no, wait, that's in the Beavis. Beavis and yeah. to America. A America. I, I was going to let him spin there for a second. No, I, you know, honestly, I, think... I thought it was the movie Fanboys because they go out in the desert and do the exact same thing and they run into Danny Trejo. And I'm like, wait a second, which movie is this?
3: Any movie involving that... Las Vegas apparently has somebody going out in the desert and almost dying.
4: Yeah, Hangover. Black Doug, yep. he almost got killed. Yep. That's not our Doug. Our Doug is a white. Dude, you talk about a movie that used to be like the main, like
1: it was part of like the comedy vernacular. I don't Yeah. It like fell off after the sequels came out because that sequel sucked. Both of those sequels sucked. Oh. Yeah, they, they, they really, was,
3: really wrecked the fucking legacy of that first movie.
4: There was no reason for the a sequel or a, a third one to exist ever. Again, there was no need for that.
3: Yeah, it's like, how do you repeat the same premise? Like, how many times can you fucking get ha- get hammered, do drugs, and lose one of your friends and then run around figuring out how do we find him, where do we leave him at? It's like, at what point do you just realize
1: we can't keep doing this premise? Well, when the money just stopped coming in, I guess. Because wasn't The Hangover at one point the highest grossing comedy it. ever? It might have been. I know the summer that it came out, because I
3: saw it in theaters, it was a huge deal. like rated fucking- for sure rocking the shit out of the box
1: office uh i went and saw it opening night r-rated i was working at seven up yeah you're right the the r rate it's weird it's like for the longest time beverly hills cop was the highest grossing r film then it was the matrix now it's deadpool i think it's a two whatever one of the deadpools they both made like 700 and something million dollars so they're very close but uh you know r-rated movies do make money i just like that uh Mm-hmm. By today's standards, mm-hmm. a PG-13 movie is way more intense than an R-rated film. It's like, you can do anything but uh, show nudity or say fuck a bunch of times in a PG-13 flick. It's like decapitations, violence, gore, it doesn't matter.
2: Kind of like to see mm-hmm. where the movies are going to go. Mm-hmm. Also, as is like, is the, the sound effects aren't can't be too crazy either. Okay,
3: so top lifetime grosses by an R-rated MPAA movie. The hangover is ninth. Ninth. All right. Will you read us the top yeah. 10 since you got the list pulled up? I will, because uh at, at no point was it number one. It would have been the second most because number 10 is the hangover part two. Or as it's known in other parts, part two. Um, the matrix reloaded oh. is number eight. Seventh is Deadpool 2. Sixth is a new entry into the category, Oppenheimer. Number five. Oh, is It, which did never held the top spot either because a couple of movies ahead of it came out before that. Joker comes in at number four. American Sniper comes in at number three. The original Deadpool comes in at number two because the number one, and going on 20 years at this point, Lifetime Gross, R-rated movie by the MPAA, is The Passion of the Tryst. Christ. Oh, okay. The Mel Gibson picture. true. Yes, which is to not be outdone by the sequel, which is even better, uh, The Passion of the Jew. That was. All
0: right. I got something to say about that, kind of bad.
3: Because that was one of the greatest episodes of South Park of all time.
5: <laughs> yes.
1: I would love to make some comment like, remember when South Park was funny? But then I was like, yeah, a couple weeks ago it was fucking funny. So South Park mm. kind of has it still going on. Yes. Uh, it's still got. And you know what the greatest thing is? It keeps giving us great jokes, kind of like uh, everybody's new favorite one. Put
0: a chicken in it. Make her gay. <laughs> good old.
1: Good old South Park.
3: Now, if you want, Jeff, if you would like me to dig a little deeper, I don't have to go very far. Beverly Hills Cop is number 11. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad Axel Foley's cool. still getting some love. Yes, because it supplanted what I guess would have been the f- original number one contender... Uh, Eleven years before that, which was The Exorcist, which was the top-rated R-grossing R-rated movie from 1973. Beverly Hills Cop beat it, and then I guess it lost its. It would have lost its crown in 20, 2004 when you know? The Passion of the Christ. Oh, the original Matrix didn't beat it. No, the original Matrix uh, is 32nd on this list.
1: Oh shit! Okay, really? I just thought the Matrix. Wow. Was a higher rated, uh, or the highest grossing rated two. film for
3: a while? No, Matrix is in thirty second, right behind Rain Man.
1: I didn't realize Rain Man was rated R.
3: Um, Rain Man is R. Is that? I don't know. Fucking maybe because the hot water burn baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Gotta see Wapner. Gotta see Wapner.
3: Yeah, you know it's one of Dustin Hoffman's finest roles. Tom Cruise was good in it too. A lot of baseball knowledge in that
1: movie. And it was filmed in Cincinnati. At least part of it was.
3: Rain Man. I don't know. Actually, now that you, I have no idea why the hell Rain Man would be rated R, because it says it's an American road comedy drama, which I don't remember. There ever, I don't don't remember any laugh out loud funny moments to that movie. I remember (laughs) watching that movie and (laughs) some like, kind of like, oh god, that's you're not supposed to laugh at this. Um, But yeah, no, it's rated R and. I don't know, maybe in 1988, the idea of a, you know, mentally challenged man on the spectrum and gambling was uh, a higher crime and misdemeanor than it is nowadays, where people are like, ah, gambling's in a movie? Who fucking cares? Blue's Clues is
0: where it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: Well, you know, instead of getting together with your buddies and watching like an Andy Sedaris movie, it's like, hey guys, let's get together and watch Rain Man. That's... That's a that's a hoot right there right that's what's yeah. really going to bring the
2: room <laughs> <laughs> up yeah
3: yeah I want to see a really fun buddy movie where we can I don't know would've, and would've, have would've... some laughs and drink some beers if I
4: got Rayman <laughs> <laughs> would that have been better or worse than Space Jam 2? Wow. Ah, way better way better been, <laughs> yeah, Space, <laughs> space Jam two is the biggest better. disappointment. Space yeah. Jam 2 hurt, Dion. <laughs> it
2: did. It hurt I, me. Listen, I thought it was going to be so bad. It was good. Listen, that movie was so bad. I was certain that Nick was there. And yeah. it just, <laughs> <not to> say, <laughs> like, yeah. three he of us were so traumatized <laughs> it by it. He, he was seeing his friends <laughs> in the room that were not there. Yeah. We're 150 miles and, away. And we just keep looking at each other like, is this a real fucking movie? Like, are you know, they're kind of playing basketball. I don't know what the bad guys end goal. Like, how are they winning the game? Okay, now the Suns on there. So how do they win? A, oh, he won yeah. because of the 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 drop back crossover he did earlier in the game, and I guess it was a glitch. How does the glitch? It was a lot of questions that we didn't get any fucking answers, and I one hundred percent think Rayman Man is way funnier. Yeah,
3: yeah, I mean. I think the mood of the room would have stayed the same had we sat around watching Rain Man instead of Space Jam 2. I think there would have just been slight more levity to the situation. Yes. Because yes. I don't even think any of us were even cracking any jokes. I think we were – we didn't laugh at the movie. We kind of just laughed at how it was bad it was. and Disbelief. The, yeah. It was disbelief and dismay. Stupid-ass yeah. premise that they were going with in that movie. It was just like, how is this a thing?
2: LeBron yeah. got paid how much for this? A lot. Too much. Way too fucking much.
4: His is that our is new metric? Court.
2: Hey, it's
1: playing right now, I think. Uh, is that the new metric here on the channel? Is Rain Man funnier than the comedy we're going to review? Should that be like a thing we talk right. about now? Yeah. That's, that that should, should be it. Yeah. Is it funnier? Is
3: it less funny than Rain Man? i need to re-watch rain man it's literally been decades since i've seen which i never even realized rain man was a comedy until literally five minutes ago when i looked up yeah. rain man because i wanted to see why it would have been rated r and it was listed on here is a what it, how is it a, a road comedy drama film
2: and i'm just like wait how, how, how many dustin hoffmans out of a rain man is this movie Comedy wise, oh, listen, uh, world <laughs> yeah. class bullet. Everyone gonna give it two Dustin Hoffmans out of ten.
4: Four, four Dustin Hoffmans, four Dustin Hoffmans, gotta be four, gotta be four, definitely four, uh, definitely four. Yeah.
2: yeah, we gotta get those <laughs> little floating
1: heads up. Is that fine? I'll make that as a graphic now. It'll be our new metric. Yes, we have, we have to do Just
2: it now. We have to do it. Just
1: remind me, I'm
3: happy <laughs> have to, to have do it. it. So according to this, Jeff, uh, you can watch Rain Man on Tubi, Pluto TV, or the Roku channel for free right now.
1: I have access to all of those things, so yeah, I guess
3: I have go. no excuse
1: not to watch after, Rain
3: Man. After the show, just get yourself a couple of beers, pop you some corn, get your funny pants on, and sit down and watch the comedy gold mine of
1: 1988 that was apparently <laughs> Rain Man. <laughs> it's the feel-good film of the year. Hey, it's the year I was born, so... I am celebrating that anniversary, 36 years of Rain Man.
0: Coming this fall to
4: theaters, a comedy hit for the whole family, starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, Rain Man. It's a barrel full of laughs. This fall in theaters, starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise and Rob Schneider. Now, that would have picked the movie up.
3: If you would have put that, if Rob Schneider's in that movie, I'm like, okay, there may be some comedy in this movie.
1: Yeah, I like Rob Schneider. I know a lot of people like to dump on him, but I think he's funny. Like, he
2: I've always been on the Rob Schneider train. Yourself. In the right thing, yep. definitely in the right and the right thing.
1: Yeah, like
3: I didn't watch like Hot Chick or any of those other fucking Rob's on Rob Z- or Rob, sorry, Rob Schneider movies. <laughs> I didn't watch Rob Zombie <laughs> movies either. Um, but yeah, no, like those movies, I'm like, I'll pass. I'll, I'll wait till he's doing something with fucking Adam Sandler, and then I'll watch it again. Uh, oh, the, the hot chick, chick is a was pretty bad. funny movie. Though. I
0: like that movie quite a bit.
4: It's so dumb. That's why I like it. I thought <laughs> it, it, that's one. Of, yeah, that's it's one of those so dumb it's funny movies. Uh, what was the one? The animal with him and the little hot chick that was on Survivor, Colleen Haskell. Oh. Um, I got
1: that on DVD for three bucks from a Kroger.
4: That's how much I like that movie. Not much, but I, I it. would. If I <laughs> the saw the first that Deuce Bigelow was fun. The second one, yep. not as much. Yeah, the first Deuce Bigelow was good. Yep, very good. I like that movie quite a bit. Uh, but Deuce Bigler too is an embarrassment. Well, if he was in Rain Man, he'd just have to pop up when Dustin Hoffman's doing something. He'd be like, You can do it. Then Dustin Hoffman's like, I can do it. I can do it. Definitely do it. Definitely do it.
1: <laughs> we That's what we need to get AI to do. Make us that fucking movie. Screw all yeah. yes. the shit that people want. Yeah. Oh my God.
3: I'd watch that fucking Rain Man, yeah. but they redub in Rob Schneider doing his fucking. Cajun hillbilly character from fucking Waterboy. So, <laughs> yep, that's an Oscar yep. movie. I take my money. Which actually, I think, didn't Rain Man. Win rain Man is an Oscar.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay, rain so it's Man gonna win all with Rob Schneider and Dustin Hoffman. You think your, your road trip you? was bad? <laughs> How can we make
1: Rain Man into a drinking game? Because I think we need to. Take a drink every time he wins at Blackjack. You're going to wait a long time to drink because that's not the opening of the movie.
3: All right, fine. Drink every time there's something funny that happens in the movie because apparently it's
1: a a comedy movie. Yeah. You know what you do is you don't tell anyone you're drinking. What you do is you drink when you find out when you find something that's personally funny to you. And then at the end of the movie, you gauge who's the worst person because you watched the movie about him, but you're drunk. You're like, well, I found it that funny. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time you internally
3: laughed, but you didn't laugh out loud because you didn't want to look like a bad person to your friends.
4: No. Uh, it's like going, it's like uh, going to the theater so, in high school and watching Schindler's list and making out with my girlfriend, like on Seinfeld. No. Yeah. So that is movie, that what that's you were doing in 1993? Good. Not well, a making movie. Hey, well, you, you know, as a thirteen-year-old, you know, you got to do something. This is your heritage. Shh. I got my tongue down my girlfriend's throat. Quiet. Shut up, Grandma. I don't care if you were there. What?
1: All right. I, I can th- say I that. lived in Michigan. Just... <laughs> Michigan's a, an interesting, wild place, but yeah. What? Let's all I'll say. Let's
2: just what we care about history up here, man.
3: Yeah, you Pete's are going history down a up path. Here, man. A very dark. Very scary path
0: right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm part of the tribe. Relax out there. Don't cancel me. <laughs>
1: uh, Michael Imperioli is going to cancel you personally.
0: So God be damn. careful. Look, ETEP's being a bigot over here. He's being a bigot again. You can't watch Sopranos no more, Retep. I heard what you were saying. You're over there. Don't tell him he can't watch it either. And Tone said nothing. You idiots. Tone's dead. He died in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, he's locked. He's locked in my basement. He was looking at eight. I knew what that fat prick was doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like actually having Michael Imperioli on the show. This is it great. is. We, you know, <laughs> we should redub this episode, the Michael Imperioli interview episode, <laughs> and then we'll get. We could get trending, and then Michael Imperioli will start cussing us out and like saying all sorts of hateful things, and he'll see pictures of everybody and backtrack all of it. Except for let, yeah. me link,
4: let me link my Michael Imperioli video where I did the where I did the dub over from that episode where he dies, he'll
0: be like, This son of a bitch, I'm sewing him. That's it. That's misrepresentation.
1: We just need to basically uh dub a lot of we just need to dub the whole Sopranos. That'd be a fun thing to do on Patreon, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean it is the 25th anniversary after all. I saw that on Max the other day. And then yeah. can stop thinking
3: about fucking Pete. <laughs> comma Fucking comma, Pete.
1: <laughs> I understood. I didn't take it the other way. He might have
3: Wow, well, anyway. I didn't
0: That's take it that to... way either. I not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that, Kendo, but look, I'm flatted, but I got yeah. hate. I'm not that way. But you can't say I'm anything. There's beat.
3: anything wrong with that because you don't want to be a bigot.
0: I don't want to be a bigot, but Vito was the one blowing the security guard. I mean, not me, Tone. That's right. He was dressed like a motorcycle man. <laughs> yeah, they saw him in the club over there. It looked like he was at the blue oyster, trying out for the village people. <laughs> <laughs> proctor i don't uh, see a salad bar
1: now guys uh since this popped up on screen kendo uh Dion, we have to get together and do our tomorrow never dies commentary for patreon yes we gotta make that happen yep. soon yep yeah have uh, we gotten through we we we're we we through... did goldeneye years ago the thing is i forgot we did goldeneye i thought we were gonna do goldeneye next and i looked back i'm like we did goldeneye in 2020 oh shit okay
3: well then there you go. Just post that one. It'll it'll be very... It's beaded. already posted.
1: All right, cool. So then, yeah, we've got Tomorrow Never Dies on deck. Yeah, we should... Uh, one of these days, we should sit down and knock out a double feature of Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough. Mm. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll take a little break. We'll have a couple drinks, a couple other things, and then we'll sit through tomorrow... Or die another day, which is... I don't dislike it as much oh. as I dislike No Time to Die or Quantum of Solace or... Okay, Dion, you're a Bond guy along with me, and everybody in the chat can comment too. Is Diet of the Day better or worse than Spectre? Because that's that's hard to me.
2: I damn. I you know what? I will say Spectre is better, mainly because of Dave Batista's dick. But him going. Shit and getting yanked out is just—it it it, it puts it puts it in the lead spot for me.
1: Yeah, as much as I love Pierce Brosnan and like the you know the style and the cars and the music and a lot of the you know packaging that goes with the Pierce Brosnan Bond, I'd rather watch Spectre than Die Another Day. Those damn slow motion shots in Die Another Day. Halle Halle Berry. I don't like Halle Berry as an actress. Like I don't know her personally, so it doesn't matter. But like. I don't enjoy watching her on film, and she's so much of a presence in Die Another Day, and she kind of not ruins the movie. But every time she's on screen, I like when I was a kid and I saw Die Another Day in theaters. I said to my mom, "I'd have let her die when James Bond destroyed the windshield of the car because I was more invested in the car than I was hers." So that's how I've always felt about Halle Berry. She's just there. Uh, Spectre doesn't have that problem. It has Monica Bellucci, and she's a a, an eleven. That woman. She's like the Italian mm-hmm. Helen Mirren. She just looks mm-hmm. better as she gets older. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, Dion. Maybe we'll do a thing on Patreon of uh, Dion Green's choice old white ladies, something like that. You know. We'll I do can a dig list it. Of the women I that can dig it. for you. Hell yeah! And then I'll make a follow up list. All right, I'll count it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we keep talking about Rain Man. But the other guy that's a part of Rain Man is Tom Cruise. And now, Dion, you had mentioned uh, something about Tom Cruise, because the other day I had seen the article where Tom Cruise signed a big deal with Warner Brothers, and he is going to do some exclusive stuff with them. And according to what you had seen, one of those movies is a sequel to Live, Die, Repeat, correct?
2: yes it is yes it is or all the other i guess was it the original name was edge of tomorrow so and and this was first i saw it reported by ign and obviously anytime you see anything with ign you got to have a grain of salt but looking further into it i was able to come across a screen rant article which is in of itself a pain in the ass because fuck you for all those ads screen rant signed me but uh according to said article Edge of Tomorrow 2 is either in development or really close to development, and they had been hoping that he, that Tom Cruise would be a part of it. So as part of that lucrative deal that you mentioned, Jeff, um, and as it was newly renounced, uh, that Tom Cruise is pretty much all but certified to be a part of the Edge of Tomorrow Live, Die, Repeat sequel. Um, WB execs Michael DeLuca and Pam Abbey reportedly are Eager to make the sequel with Cruz, however, Cruz's deal reportedly does not guarantee he will ever make a movie for the studio. Obviously, you know, we that's a little bit um, less likely, it's pretty pretty much that they're going to do another deal with the studio. But if, and even if he does, he would not begin work on a new project until after finishing Mission Impossible Eight. Cruz himself is said to be keen on developing a project that would launch a new franchise. So, obviously, with you saying it's multiple, multiple uh, pictures uh it's most definitely likely that he wants to do another franchise as well but with wb they very very clearly want to do a sequel uh with tom cruise man so i myself i you know i know uh as, as part of the the channel we all really loved live die Peter* edge of tomorrow i you know i love that movie so much i would definitely give a sequel a shot especially with you know we all know where cruise stands in terms of making his making his films um but, yeah, man, it, it seems like it's all but a damn near done deal that they want Edge of Tomorrow 2 and they want Tom Cruise to be a part of it, Daddy.
1: I'm about that movie because I watched it with you guys for the channel. I had never seen it. I had no interest in it. And we watched it. I was like, this is damn good. That's over on Patreon, too, folks. That was my first reaction to ever seeing that movie. Um I want. I don't know if I would necessarily want more though, because is the, I don't remember how it ended. Is that is it a cliffhanger? Does it set up for more, or is it kind of one of those situations where you're like, oh, that was a great movie, and then they just keep tacking on stuff and it doesn't work.
2: It, from what I recall, it was a pretty definitive ending. I mean, obviously, he's going back in time. He, you know, he goes back in time. and gets the unit or whatever, and then they go and kill um, the fucking. The lead hive mind thing, or something.
1: Well, you have a better memory than me because this is all like new to me.
2: I'm real It was pretty damn. I'm intrigued enough because, yeah, it was not. I didn't.
1: Is it just me? He's cutting out for is that everybody? Okay, I was wondering I know, the same true.
3: thing.
4: I was, okay, I was, I was like it was uh-oh. me. Same here. Okay, I was like, man, I I know I'm uh, I'm 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 a little a uh, little lifted, man. But I was like, I I'm not tripping. Like, <laughs> is Dion roboting right now like rubber banding and like everything? Is he's he the rubber band man right now? Well, that's why we sent Nick to CES so he
1: could go steal some experimental technology to make sure Dion doesn't become a robot.
4: See? Skynet's already infect- infected Dion. Yeah, we're past 1997. We're all doomed.
5: How Just that out yep. there.
4: there you go.
1: Welcome back, sir. Yes. He
3: has returned.
1: Right the there. prodigal Dion has left now. He's- and he's died. gone again. And he's gone. I think Robo Kendo is a thing of the past. It's Robo Dion now.
3: Yeah, I haven't roboted in forever.
1: Watch, we get to the wrestling segment. You'll talk about how much you enjoy the opener of WrestleMania 10. And you're like, yeah, man, when Owen and Brett were fighting, you become a Transformer. <laughs> Dude, if they ever wanted me to buy Transformers toys, like, like newer ones, If they made that sound effect when they transformed, I'd buy every one because I love that sound effect.
4: That is one of the most recognizable just sounds from a cartoon, I think, ever, ever, bar none, is that Transformers, the transformation sound. Dude, I would throw it on there that, like, the Transformers sound effect,
1: the Six Million Dollar Man sound effect, are, like, the TV equivalents of you know, the lightsaber or like one of these really great, amazing sound effects. Like they're just, I don't know, you hear it. You're like, oh man, I know what I'm watching. I know what I'm, you know, a part of. Yep. I love that. They don't, they don't, sound engineering seems to be like a lost thing. It's like, we want to put some background noise a hum. We want to make you feel like you're there. But like, even with the newer Star Wars movies, they didn't hire Ben Burt. That might be the thing that people uh, don't think about because we've had people come on the channel for years talking about how these movies don't feel right and then you go what is it well maybe you just don't have the right sounds because star wars has such a rich soundscape all the old lucas films do that indiana jones mm-hmm. I mean, when indiana jones punches something you fucking know that that's an indiana jones punch nothing else sounds it's, like that
4: it's got a certain amount of bass and a certain smack to it when he yeah. lands a punch and that's yeah it's it's i no i've never heard another punch in another movie franchise sound quite like that i don't i don't think now that you mentioned it um yeah and those those are just like you said those are the little hallmarks of these franchises and yet yeah, the the newer but the newer iterations are soulless cash grabs so the attention to the detail the minutia of what you know what was called minutia on the older ones but it made them the classics they are which is why they hold up compared. To these new ones, which are, you know, coming up. I mean, we're almost at, what, uh, a decade for The Force Awakens. What, next year will be a decade for The Force Awakens.
5: Yeah. 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 It
4: was 2015. So you're you're looking at a decade. Nobody outside of, um, you know, hostile discourse, nobody's positively or fondly remembering these films. And if they are, it's disingenuous. And it's to be contrarian. Because really... There, I mean, do you see a lot of fans of the Rise of Skywalker or the Last Jedi, or that that literally, like I said, that aren't contrarians, or you know, the, the Force Awakens? I mean, I could see some people coming into it with a little bit of, but you know, still maybe some. But if they do, I'm questioning a lot of things because that movie's terrible. Um, But yeah, they're, they're not gonna remember these like they are the originals, even the prequels. Now, like I said, we're twenty some years out from those. Uh, all but uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is coming up on its what uh, what 25th, what next right? 20, yeah, 20 next year, yeah, 20, 20, 20. So, yeah, uh, and I mean, there's a newfound love for the there's not going to be that newfound love for the the sequel trilogy, it never will be, it's not going to happen.
2: No, mate, mate. well, I think that's also a reason why. That's why they're pushing for the the Ray trilogy, right? So you know, to 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 your to your point, man, like you know, they know that, right? That you know, the the, the sequels did not have that same cultural response that even the prequels did. You know, so you know, when when we kind of laugh about them being obsessed with the taste of that fucking shotgun barrel, you know, they they're 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 not going to fix it. They want to hey it's not us that were wrong. It's you guys. So we're going to do this other trilogy. We have what's her name coming over here, saying how she wants to make people uncomfortable. Boom. And then that's going to retroactively make the sequels look good. So yeah, man, I think that's a, that's a compounding issue that Lucasfilm has, you know, there's, there's multiple reasons as to why the new ones don't feel the same, you know, the fucking, you know, the, 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 the sound mixing, the editing, the, the, the film style, the overall, the, the the background story, what the story is about. You know, there's so many things. And instead of they making it better, miniatures. they're just going to fucking. Exactly. You know, shitty CGI. There's not a lot of not a lot of miniature work. You know, it's it's all, all these fucking things, man. And instead of going back to what they know works. Well, we're just going to we're going to we're going to hire another documentarian and bring back in Ray and double down, and then they'll then they'll love the sequel. So yeah, man, I think that's that's a huge fucking part of it.
3: Go back to the well of stuff that works, the things we've already done that people
4: hated. Yep, yep. And I almost want to say I feel bad for Daisy Ridley because I've seen interviews with her and she doesn't seem like she's one of these insane like whack jobs. Like she's not on social media at all that I know of. Um, No, she got off of it years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: And we got blamed for it, even though. Yeah. uh,
4: Or yeah. Just like like Kelly Marie Tran. But I mean, you don't, you never really hear anything about her in the media outside of her movies flopping usually that she's in um you know outside of the star wars realm but i mean i think the last one she was in was okay um but it was something she was a swamp guy's daughter so anyway i I digress uh but no bringing this character back like like i said is it's a lose lose nobody i mean the character was rejected and it wasn't because she was a woman it was because she was a piss poor excuse for a character she was hollow nobody cared it you made us not care about her you know finn should have been the star of fucking force awakens that was a much more compelling story a stormtrooper redemption arc that that could have been something but it was jj so it would, it would have been a mystery box anyway but no this this ray thing is yeah it's shooting themselves in the foot you know it's well the they're gonna hoist themselves the by their own guitar yeah, they do it's yep. just money it's just money. They don't care if it yeah. flops. It's just money.
2: Yeah. Well, well, and, and, and to your point about Finn, you know, that's why he doesn't want to do Star Wars anymore.
4: Yeah. I don't blame him. He got screwed. And then they shrunk him on the poster in uh, China. And it's like, yeah, Disney's against all this stuff. We're against this. We're against that. Except when it comes to our bottom line, then we don't really care, China. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> But
3: yeah, uh, don't you think across the I...
1: board though, that's like a lot of modern movies in general, the same like issue that The Force Awakens has, it's you can like really kind of make that stretch across like any genre movie. Because I mean, to act like every movie that comes out as garbage or woke or whatever you want to call it, that's just wrong. Like Oppenheimer doesn't have any of those problems. It won no. a shitload of
2: awards not the not other day. I like that
1: movie. Though.
2: I'd yeah, say the majority yeah, I mean, of
1: that stuff though is
2: Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's it's a different, you know, it's a different era of Hollywood, man. Like, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, that's not to say that previous eras didn't have their, uh, their issues, especially when it comes to fucking production and target audiences and all that bullshit. But yeah, I think that that definitely is the biggest mark of this era of filmmaking, and so much of it is just so interchangeable. There's not a lot that is going to you know, last or be remembered 10, 15, 20 years outside of, you know, some some niche places on the internet. You know, Star Wars, I think is the best example of that. You know, but again, you know, it's 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 a lot of Disney stuff, especially the Marvel stuff now. Um, and, and I think the other half of it too is not just that it's not they don't translate well, but you know it's it's very hard to, for a movie to do well like when we were saying earlier when you want, you know that you want the Oscar and you 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 make it very clear that that's your end goal, it almost guarantees that you don't fucking get it, you know, and, and you can tell that that's the same issue with Star Wars, right? They want it to be the original trilogy. They, they They're telling you that it is as good as the original trilogy and the more you fucking try to force it, the less likely it's going to fucking happen. You know, and it's, and it's, I think that's, that's, that's 100% the fucking issue is they're, they're not translating, they're not being remembered. So much, so many films are just interchangeable. Or as Kendall said, they're rehashes of shit that already were done. You know, you know, not every, not every new franchise is pulling the John Wick where it's an homage to, to a genre as opposed to just copying some shit that happened already. You know, and Star Wars is exactly fucking that. You know, the man, you know, even even if we're gonna give the Force Awakens the benefit of the doubt of the fucking sequel trilogy, that's just a new hope again, you know, down to the final action scene, down to the fucking rehash of the two sons shot with Luke, you know, and 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 again, you know, back to Disney weaponizing a fan base, right? You say that, no, it's not it's like bitch. Are you are you looking at the movie? They're literally copying scenes from a new hope and so many other movies fucking do that you know you have countless fucking movies you know and oppenheimer you know maybe 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 they knew that they were going to be oscar bait but they fucking had rdj and cillian murphy and josh harnett came back and you have all these people too. in the and he was great and all these people in the movie and you let them do their fucking job you know even to the fact that fucking chris nolan decided he wanted to shoot the shit on 70 millimeter. So, you know, if it, it, you can tell when there's when there's a concerted effort to make a good movie, and when you can tell when the effort is, we just want it to be well known. And it's just that's a fucking problem that Hollywood is goddamn getting murdered by right now.
1: Yeah, and, and luckily there are other independents and things like that that are you know going to fill the void, but. You know, after watching the uh, Golden Globes just for the hell of it the other night, this shit is never going to change. It, it, it. The funny thing is, it's like that group of people are so aware of how, like, general audiences feel about them. That, uh, did you guys even look at the Golden Globes? I wasted time. Like, I wish I wouldn't have.
4: I saw a joke. We were checking yeah, we in. Yeah. I,
3: I heard that, yeah, the, the host was a bad at his job, but that's about it.
4: Horrid. Like uh, his
2: his, his, he, his, yeah, his fucking... His bit at the beginning was fucking awful. And it is funny watching a lot of comedians are now trying to like defend him a little bit, but it's like, that's a perfect fucking example, Jeff. Joe Cora for the last 10 fucking years has been doing the, hey, my mom's accent's hilarious. And he took that shit to the fucking Golden Globes and it fucking stunk the joint up. Yeah, they,
1: I hope he never gets hired to do another award show that I happen to just catch on TV because you're like, see a train wreck and you can't or a car crash and you can't look away and you know you shouldn't because it's wrong and you're backing up traffic by being a dick that's how i feel about or felt about that on uh, sunday night i was just like why but you know the one th- well one takeaway i can give from that show was a random aside you guys have heard about the show succession right yes yeah i've never yeah. watched it but uh they played the theme song at the Golden Globes, and so I listened to it the other day. That's, like, the best theme song since Stranger Things. Check it out if you haven't heard the theme song. It's really cool. You don't get many good theme songs anymore. A lot of shows just kind of start, or they'll be like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Some of these shows will just say, like, the name of the show, and then created by, and that's the whole credit sequence. But I miss when a show gave you an introduction, like Fresh Prince of bel You can't watch a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode without the theme song. You gotta, like, catch it all. And, uh, Succession was such a cool theme song. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta check this show out now. I probably won't like it, but you know, I can't believe the theme song's gonna sell me on a television series.
2: Hey, man! It, oh, that is good, good. It's good, man. When it's good, it's good. Oh, have you that heard it before, Pete?
4: Uh, no, I just, I just kind of listened to, um, I listened to about ten seconds of it, just from the start of it. It's got, to, it catches you. I'll well, listen, I want to listen to it all, but yeah, I'm going to check that. Now I want to watch the show, too.
1: Well, uh, you and I could do a review. Why we watched Succession, and it wasn't because of the quality of the show. <laughs> the theme song. It was the team song, man. You sound like Philip Michael Thomas in Miami Vice when he does his fake Caribbean accent. I love it. <laughs> oh, that show turns 40 this year. We should do something in September for it. Okay.
2: Oh holy shit, yeah.
1: Dude, low key 1984 might be the best year for entertainment. Okay, so I was watching it's a, good a documentary year, man. dude, I mean mm-hmm. just on movies you got Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. you get um I think Gremlins is 84. You yep. get um what else came out in 1984? It was my my brain goes The Terminator, that's a great movie from 1984. Yep. But yep. I was yep. watching this documentary and they're like 1984 is the best year for pop culture or uh, pop music. And they played a, like a smattering of all the big hits. And I was like, wow, that would have been a uh, great year to be in live for. Cause you know, the music was great.
4: Yeah. Well, and that's, maybe... that, that's, that's all I listen to now is like eighties. <clears throat> it's great too. Cause like my kid loves it. So it's like, that's basically like all I listen to. And I have like got a pretty big vinyl collection too, from that era. And, farther back so yeah well uh, maybe
3: uh, that's uh, what gonna say what we should do is we've talked about doing retrospectives well 1984 was 40 years ago why don't we do 1984 40 years later and the impact that it still has and or its legacy type shit?
1: well would you write that down for me because i we can start working on that and get these uh type of videos made yeah, and
3: if any of you bastards in the chat fucking put out a video sometime in the next couple of weeks about 1984,
4: I'm gonna fucking hunt you down. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh yeah, Monster Zero once said, "Thriller." That's one of the records I have. Thriller was came out in 1984. That is a yep. That is an that is an amazing record. Arguably the greatest
2: record of all time. Jason Green, Last Starfighter was 1984. Yeah. Oh
4: Fuck yeah, dude. Last Starfighter is awesome. Dude,
2: That's listen a fucking to fucking
4: great top- movie, dude.
1: Listen to the top 10 highest grossing films of 84. We got Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Romancing the Stone, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, and Splash. Like, outside Damn. of Splash, I like all movies. I even like
2: Splash. It's a
4: goofy-ass it. It's goofy as fuck. It's goofy as fuck. It is. And you can see Daryl Hannah's ass.
2: Oh, good.
1: Yep. Oh, guys, I have really great news about 1984. 1984 oh. was such a successful year for the art of breakdancing that we got breaking and breaking two electric blue. Mm. Excellent. Is, the, it, is it still a
2: canon movie?
1: Uh, yeah, they're both canon movies. Yeah, those are yeah,
5: babe. Canon.
2: Canon oh. was big in 84, too, goddammit. Let's go.
4: Canon
5: for the win.
2: Let's go, baby.
4: Golden Globus, just, baby.
1: Menachem. Monoclon- Dude, those guys were fucking insane.
2: The shit they paid to movies
4: made. They were. made. Mm-hmm. Yes, they
2: did. Oh man! If it wasn't
4: Oof. for them, if it if it wasn't for them, I would not have. Uh, I wouldn't have one of my favorites, the uh, Steve uh, or uh, Michael Dudikoff and Steve James classic, *Avenging Force*. I have never seen mm. that movie. I have never seen that movie goddamn God damn! I love that movie. It's on. It's on YouTube. Um, oh. like somebody up somebody uploaded it to YouTube. And we've we've watched it on my channel. Um, and it's I reviewed it as Cleveland, actually. It was the the I think the only movie I have reviewed is Cleveland that I didn't like hate. Um, so yeah, that would that was a fun one to do. But I did that like four years ago. I think I kept saying that now. I reviewed that movie four years ago, but yeah, um that's a it's a great it's an action movie, you know, obviously. Canon. Um so I I saw those two in the american ninja movies together and i was like i need more of this and you know i was mm-hmm. already watching the chuck norris movie so anything from canon was gold as a kid
1: i watched their documentary not that long ago electric boogaloo the story of canon good shit i have not seen mm-hmm. that i have not seen that so uh let's talk about what's on screen Dion. since you mentioned this and this seems to be tearing it up all over the internet uh cat williams apparently went crazy So, he did an interview on a podcast for uh, Club Shay Shay, and he did what they call a scorched earth rant that targeted uh, Hollywood celebrities and called them deviants. So, now, Dion, you were the one to bring this to my attention. Uh, Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Would you
1: care to tell the audience what you know about this and uh, what's going down with Cat Williams?
2: Yeah, so for for those who don't know, um, Shannon Sharp, obviously, Kendall, feel free to jump in too, being the other uh in ETEP, too. I know you guys are sports guys as well. Shannon Sharp, retired Hall of Famer, arguably the greatest tight end of all time. Uh, he has his own show, uh, really just an interview show called Club Shay Shay. Uh, he got that show mainly because he was doing um the debate show with Skip Bayless. Uh, and, got, and then that kind of fell apart. He got apart. smart and
3: decided he didn't want to deal with Skip Bayless anymore.
2: Exactly. And so Shannon Sharp right now is, is, is living his best life. He is now the new co-host of First Take for ESPN. So he's he's kind of high up in the sports world right now. He also has a podcast with uh Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco, called I think it's Nightcap or whatever. And they, and they had talked about before previously how he wanted to talk to cat williams blah, blah 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 so cat williams connects with with shana sharp and he goes on his show club shay shay and it's literally just him um uh talking to him and i think they put all most of their episodes on youtube and in the interview while talking to shana sharp he's pretty much just asking him a bunch of random shit and one of the multiple things that he talks about is he talks about kevin hart um and and as for those who don't know you know, Cat Williams is an extremely religious dude, so he, part of his diatribe, you know, all the people, all of his haters, uh, he brought up how they all have uh, those uh, dark rings around their eyes that older black people get. So he was saying that all of his haters have those dark black people rings around their eyes. Um, One thing that he was going on about was that, you know, that Kevin Hart... Um, pretty much sold his soul to the Illuminati and was going mm. up and down about how he would never do <laughs> the black guy in the dress thing. That is a huge, it's a huge conspiracy type story, especially for uh, black actors. You know, the, 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 the story being, Hey, if you're black and you get really big, they always make you put on a dress, especially if you're, uh, if you kind of have more of a masculine Brand about you, and Cat Williams made the claim that he, uh, Kevin Hart, he being Kevin Hart, uh, was top of the world until he got paid, you know, however, a bunch of money to to do this. I think he did it in one of his shitty movies with Ice Cube, where he had to put on a dress, and now he's selling out arenas all over all over the place. And then he did also, of course, one of the other fucking claims. Excuse me, was that he. And Ludacris went into a meeting with the Illuminati and they were only going to allow one of the two of them and they wanted them to do the dress thing. Cat Williams said no. Ludacris said yes. And that's why Ludacris is all over the place and doing movies with Disney and all this bullshit. So Cat Williams made a bunch of fucking claims. He was Cat Williams about it. He was pretty He was pretty fucking funny. Um, and then he also brought up, which is the part that I loved, it came up about a couple of years ago when he was promoting one of his shows in Atlanta. He went on a local radio show, and this lower level radio host slash comedian went at him and he fucking demolished her on the air, so much so that her husband went to one of his shows and brought a gun and pointed it at him. So he was talking about that. Um, and then he went back to the whole his whole. Cat Williams, the Illuminati, all that other stuff. So uh yeah, Cat Williams I is it, it it comes off that he lost his mind. It's it's Cat Williams, so you gotta you always gotta keep it with a brain of salt, brain salt, excuse me. But yeah, man, he he has re reentered himself into the relevancy sphere, and it is paying the fuck off. So kudos to cat for that shit.
1: Hmm. I I love these type of uh rants and diatribes and you're right though it gets you talking it's how you get people like look we're talking about them and we're world class so that you know it goes to show you that you go on these crazy ass rants you do this crazy ass shit people pay attention yep Uh kendo pete do you guys have any opinions on uh, the cat williams stuff have you guys looked into it yourself personally
4: go ahead kendo all right you go pete Okay. Um, I, I was watching uh, videos on this the other night, actually, when I was uh, kind of hanging out and had some free time. And cat I, I love Cat Williams. I've, I've been a huge fan of Cat Williams stand up for years and years and his acting. I think he's hilarious. He's one of the people I always wanted to see live. Um, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, you know, he's you know he went I watched his entire climb to the top his stand up thing and I mean these two going back and forth the way they are now I mean it, it it's cats making it, he says a lot the Illuminati stuff I'm like man like I you could be taken seriously then you start throwing that stuff around and it's like eh, you know and I'm not you know, saying either way, but you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, that's a whole other Pandora's box. I don't want to open. And it's just, it's, it's funny to me, I guess, part of it, but it's kind of sad because it's like, what, what the, the the black men in the dress thing I've talked about that before. And I think Dion, we've talked about that before yep. too. Yep. Um, That is a thing. Hollywood yep. does that. They, they have to pick the, the biggest, funniest, or biggest and strongest guy they can the black guy and they make him they make him wear a dress because they have to emasculate him and or they make they make their characters the black character male gay in a show uh or you know he might not be gay but he's effeminate you know and or has those has those traits and this is something hollywood has done for a long long time and yeah it's it's a it's basically like a meme now you know it, and it's like Call it out, but I mean, Kevin Hart got defensive about it because Kevin Hart knows he, he's he's that he he fits the bill. I'm not saying any Illuminati stuff, but I mean, he's definitely sold it to the mainstream. You know what I mean? Like he, I thought all his stand up shit was hilarious up until he had that huge one at Madison Square Garden. I thought that was funny, but I thought that was the end of it. After that, they were just kind of like, you know what I mean? It's almost like the climb to winning the championship is almost better than the actual reign.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's yep.
4: it's anticlimatic once they reach the top. You either, you know, you you know you leave on top or you stay long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I'm not saying Kevin Hart's the villain, but I mean you you sold it out to the mainstream, you know. Part of what Kat's saying is spot on, you know, like the Illuminati stuff aside, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm not getting into that whole whole fucking can of worms. Yeah, I mean there's yeah, I think Kevin Hart, you know, it, it hit him in the it hit him in the fields a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the other thing too to remember, you know, so you know, it, it, especially for uh, those of us, you know, not just people who have podcasts, but movie fans, like there are definitely, you know, groups that stick together and do things, and that's not just in movies, that's in everything, right? And to keep to 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 ETEP's point, you know, cat just always goes off the fucking rails i mean a couple years ago he went viral because he went to a school and he was like randomly giving them money and then he got into it with this like eighth grader and the kid beat him up and you know so like that was it, you know it was like he's and then he kind of like he was still doing a stand-up but he was you know he was known for getting beat up by this fucking you know this this junior high schooler you know what i'm saying and then you know tiffany haddish she, when she first got kind of broke into the mainstream, she did a lot of shit with Cat Williams. So there was a lot, you know, the, 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 which I still love the bit, you know, where it's him in jail. And she's like with her, she's with the older son. She has the baby. And she's like, it's your baby, Daryl. He's like, bitch, I've been in jail for 16 years. I ain't missed a day. And why does that kid look like fucking Officer Joshua? You fucking the girl like that. So she was in that with him and she did multiple movies with him. But then, you know, she connected with Kevin Hart and then she did some shit with Kevin Hart and then her career blew up. So it was a couple of years ago. He was doing some other interview and he was pissed about Tiffany Haddish, you know, apparently leaving him in the dust to go hang out with Kevin Hart. So he's had this thing with Kevin Hart at least for a decade, I want to say. So, um, you know, Cat Williams definitely doesn't have uh, a lot of love in his heart for Kevin Hart. Pun intended. And then on top of that shit, to, to, to ETEP's point, you know, I've that
1: uh we lost Robo. Aw, happened again. <laughs> Robo Dion.
4: <laughs>
1: to, to ETEP's point. I don't think I don't think they want Dion to talk about this, you know, because he's black and he's not allowed right. to talk about this topic <laughs> anymore. He's,
3: he's gonna give away all the secrets.
1: <laughs> I was gonna he, you okay. know what he is? He's like the magician on Fox. Remember those? Spells? Oh yeah, the yeah the magi- the magician code unleashed or whatever it was. That's, I watched uh, all of those. Same. I was they like, I want to awesome. know how they do this shit. Not only would I watch those, I would watch the replays of those too. It's just like, oh, okay, it's a rerun. I've seen this one. I know how he makes the tank disappear. I don't care. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. It was a... Uh... I miss the 90s. <laughs> It's well, uh Dion beat Dion beep booped out of existence. So uh we're gonna catch up with him in a moment. Uh let's see what are the other topics we have for tonight. Something that happens with comedian. <laughs> he's still going.
3: <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know he got disconnected, did he? Uh uh-uh. uh. Good for him.
1: He's like, I hey, am disconnected.
2: I thought I, th- I had a whole bit, man. I thought it was good.
3: Yeah, you yeah, were we on a heard. roll. And then your internet just decided that you can't be talking.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed to, sir.
2: I heard you guys. Fuck. I thought I was good.
1: Well, you're good to us and all the people out there. Uh, yeah, what we heard up was up good. Like, let no- Dion, know you like him? Yeah, show Dion some love. He needs it
3: right now. <laughs> After his beautiful monologue that got completely cut out.
4: I know, he's like, to Etep's point, and then nothing.
5: And he's gone. Fuck, man.
4: Fuck. (laughs) All I was saying was,
2: Cat is an interesting fucking guy. You know, a lot of the shit that he says is a lot of... It's it's dipped in a little bit of truth, but as Etep says, man, he goes off on the tangent about the Illuminati and shit and other secret organizations in Hollywood, and he's just... Cat Williams is an enigma, motherfucker. That, he is he is a very a, a kind of funny enigma, man.
1: Yeah, like you said, kind of funny. I I forgot about him. I didn't miss him when he was like out of the mainstream. I was never once like, man, whatever happened to Cat Williams? He was so good. I was always like, oh yeah, Cat Williams used to be a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Money. Well, man, he kept that getting that. in trouble too. He kept getting in trouble. Oh, okay. I know there was, you know, he, you know, because he was super big when we were in college. And then he had gotten busted because he took a gun on a fucking plane. And then, um, you know, because he's a little dude, his, you know, his entourage got in trouble for jumping somebody. Um, and then, you know, they want, they kind of did the, the Dave Chappelle thing because he had done a bunch of those movies with Tiffany Haddish and they wanted him to do something. And he's alluded to that too, where they, you and, and obviously with the, the club Shay Shay interview, it's, I'm guessing it's the dress thing. And he said, no, and then he kind of went off the rails. He's still doing comedy and stuff. And then every once in a while, you'd see him getting into some bullshit, like getting beat up by a by a junior high schooler. So he's that motherfucker is again. He's he he says some good shit, but you always know that 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 little bit of of crazy is right around the fucking corner with Cat Williams. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Dion. So you had some other topics that you had uh, wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, let's see. So we t- we covered that. Covered that. I will save that for the wrestling section. Um, actually, the Cat Williams stuff comes from Kendo. I apologize for that. Oh, well, what about? Dion ah, uh, yeah, can have credit. He did better with it than I would have. <laughs> I just have a screenshot that I sent to Pete, and I'm like, oh wait, those little pictures. mean, that came from that person. Oh, what do you guys? What's the deal with Logan Paul? Since we're gonna get into wrestling soon, and he's the Intercontinental Champion, uh, what did he do? He's a scammer, and he's finally paying the bills. Is that
2: what's up? So yeah, yeah. So and and feel free to jump in if I fucking robot out again. So, uh, I believe it was two or three years ago he announced that he was gonna release a uh, a cryptocurrency game where the whole premise of the game is you play this game. And all you have to do is you 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 purchase these NFT tokens and all this other bullshit. It gives you an egg, and you make money off of it. So he got a bunch of uh, crowdfunding from it. He got a lot of uh, other investment from other YouTubers, and he called it CryptoZoo. So then he opened up his his disc. He opened up a Discord server. A lot of the investors had access to it, and he was putting on all this bullshit that he was going to do this game fast forward i think a year so this is two years ago he just stops updating people about it fast forward another year he just goes completely radio silent and this is after i think he had overall had brought in about like 20 million dollars officially give or take a couple a couple mil there and then he said that he wasn't going to do it so then all these people are had, and especially the thing to remember here is the majority of the people who would put money in were his were his fucking fan base because typical logan paul fashion really both of the paul brothers they aim their bullshit at their fan base so they he got a bunch of his fans to invest in this game and then he pretty much said that he wasn't going to do it so then uh a very good youtuber by the name of coffeezilla shout out shout out to coffeezilla does a bunch of videos on not a bunch but he does a couple videos on logan paul and he is a legit um voice in the YouTube space on uh crypto scams. So he did a series on Logan Paul, and this is after Logan hasn't said shit about his crypto zoo game for about a year. He does his video and Logan Paul does the Logan Paul thing. He has a reaction video where he threatens to sue Coffeezilla. He comes up with a bunch of bullshit where the game is gonna come out. He tried to say that his lead programmer on the on the on the um on the game, stole a bunch of money, blah, 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 blah. So then CoffeeZilla doubles down, shows him the fucking receipts, and then pretty much says, No, this is a fucking scam. You still owe people a lot of fucking money, and people gave you, you know, $20 million plus shit that were off the books. He had Logan Paul's white papers on the project, all this shit. So then Logan Paul kind of detracts. He says, Oh, CoffeeZilla, you were right. My bad, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to pay all these people back. Then go forward another year to now where he finally announced that he is going to give back, I think, two and a half million dollars to the couple hundred of, of uh, big time investors from his fan base on the, the, the only string attached is if you accept part of that buyback, you can't sue him because after CoffeeZilla's video came out, Logan Paul got actually fucking sued. So... He announces he's going to pay these people back. If you accept it, you can't sue him. And you have 30 days. So this is 30 days from Monday. You have 30 days to accept this. Otherwise, you're not going to get your fucking money back. So, uh, Carvizillo put out another video. Logan hasn't said anything yet. Uh, but pretty much now he has admitted that he is not going to do this fucking crypto game. And all he's giving back is two and a half. Out of like 20 million fucking dollars. So, and the funny thing being, this is the second fucking time that Logan has done some shit like this. So right now, at least, um, people are somewhat happy that he is giving some money back. But then one of his partners on that fucking game, who was another crypto con man that got busted last year. He's saying that he's going to release a bunch of texts that Logan Paul had about how that motherfucker had zero intention of releasing a game, and that this was exactly what Coffeezilla said it was. It was a fucking pump and dump. So uh, Logan depends how it depends where it goes from here. But the dude is Intercontinental Champion in the WWE, US and excuse me, what did I say Intercontinental? Yeah, he's U.S. Champion, and we'll see how much that shields him. But he is definitely one of the biggest names at least right now in cryptocurrency scams i never really got the whole cryptocurrency
1: i mean i understand what cryptocurrency is i'm not oblivious to it it's not like it's a hard concept i just never got into it i didn't think it was worth time i didn't think it was worth you know it wasn't the future i know people that dropped a lot of money into that shit and nft it's like talk about I, don't, I guess vaporware is not the right way to describe it. Like it's not really, you know, as prominent as it used to be a few years back. Yeah, I'm well, glad. people. I just thought it was
2: well, stupid. Yeah, well, people. A lot. A, a good amount of people got really rich really early, and then you know, obviously, the whole cryptocurrency thing. Which again, it's probably going to be the future. You know what I mean? But it's completely fucking unregulated right now. So then you have. um... You know, the two biggest cryptocurrency exchanges, FTX, and then the other one was like Bitcoin, bit something. They both just went under because they got busted for scamming people. So it, you know, it was huge in like a couple years ago. And now so many of these cryptocurrency people are getting busted for scamming people because you just give them a bunch of your fucking money. You get whatever the equivalent in the crypto coins are. And a lot of them are pump and dump. So they just get people to give them their fucking money and then they take off because there's no real regulation on it. But, you know, obviously that shit's changing. Sam Bankman Free, that motherfucker who, who, that dude got Tom Brady to be in one of his fucking commercials during the Super Bowl. His ass is going to go to jail for like 120,000 fucking years. And then the other dude, the other big company, I think that one was based out of China. They just fucking had to settle a multi-billion dollar fucking lawsuit. So, it's right now the whole crypto space ain't looking that good right now. So, um we'll we'll fucking see man, but it is it is rife with motherfuckers who are scamming people. Cuz then there was a couple of years ago where there were 20,000 different types of fucking coins, two of which the Paul brothers had, and they were both fucking pump and dump schemes. So, um it's I don't know now this this version of cryptocurrency, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen with it but right now um it's it's the people who got rich they they did it at the right fucking time cuz now it's the wild west man and it's it's right with people like logan paul who are scamming motherfuckers
4: the crypto thing reminds me of like the the way i can foresee this ending is kind of like the mortgage backed securities did uh when the real estate market you remember that oh yeah that's that's kind of where i foresee this ending up is you know in a similar fashion you know obviously it's a little bit different but that that style i don't i don't know um that sam bankman freak gets me it's like that's the fattest vegan i've ever seen like that guy he needs like that gyno mastectomy surgery or something i'm like what the hell dude, you're <laughs> a vegan that fat like what the fuck are you doing bro like jesus i mean like vince russo like bro bro get this guy a bra bro
2: I don't mm-hmm. I
4: don't mm-hmm. well it's even a, you know it's that a man. was
2: yeah dude that, that dude came up with a whole other fucking company with his girlfriend yeah. um and they were just stealing people's fucking money so yeah. it's it's yeah. it's
4: rife with shit like that he he went down like quickly it was like sam bankman freed yeah he was everywhere and then all of a sudden it's like yeah and he's arrested mm,
2: hey you you do not get far when you get caught stealing from the super
4: rich and that's no no no, those are you're better off stealing grandma's pension fund than you are from some billionaire with hedge funds and shit like that like you're you're gonna you're gonna yeah you're not gonna make it far their their reach is is everywhere
2: Mm -hmm, because i think he got he got the ftx got put on was it was it the falcon stadium i can't remember which foot but he he bought The name, naming rights to a football stadium too. And that was right before his ass got busted. And he had Tom Cruise and Giselle in that fucking commercial. It was, it was fucking wild, man. But yeah, that dude was the entire time, you know, but, but he, you know, he had the right, he went to MIT, you know, he was, you know, he was the nice billionaire, you know, and sure enough, dude was stealing people's fucking money. Yeah.
1: It, Do you think any of this is, is ever going to affect
2: uh, Logan Paul's WWE standing? Um, no, not. It, it, yeah, it, I, I don't it. think so. Unless, unless, no. unless, he stole from somebody that people like a lot, I don't think it will. Especially because you know, rest how many wrestling fans are are following crypto bullshit. So yeah, I don't. Unless, unless he stole from the bosses or he stole from you know St. Jude's or something, I think he'll be fine.
1: All right, cool. I just wonder cuz you know how real life stuff tends to affect people's wrestling careers more than like other entertainment industry stuff,
2: so Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they'll use it. You know WWE will use it at some point, but um yeah, man, it's 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 we'll see cuz he's cuz he he's still going through litigation of being sued. So I think whatever comes out of uh any of that disposition shit, especially if if a lot of the people he scammed don't take his his um his refund. Um we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, unless unless some wild shit comes out publicly, I don't think he'll have any issue with the WWE, especially because hey man, he's uh he gets he gets people watching. So WWE isn't gonna give a shit until it starts hurting hurting viewership. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Can't wait till he loses that damn belt. I know. I know it's 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 an interesting but it was, I mean, listen, man, it was only a matter of time, dude. Fucking, you know, the 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 YouTube boxing bullshit. You know, and then you have a bunch of other athletes trying to take advantage of the social media part. It was it was sadly only a matter of time before you had one of them get into wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's I, I don't want to outright say that. Logan Paul in WWE is a bad thing, but it is it is you are flirting with disaster. When I, I guess the, the fastest way for me to say it is, it didn't work out for the for the Ultimate Warrior because that dude was the biggest mark for himself, and Logan is very clearly the biggest mark for Logan Paul, and we'll see if Triple H and Company can control that, um, but. Fellas, you got the the, you you three crazy motherfuckers know better than most people. It is a laundry list of dudes who came into the business thinking that they were bigger than the business, and uh, at least at least according to what people are saying, yep. At least according to what people are saying about how Logan acted specifically with this crypto zoo thing, he one hundred fucking percent thinks that he's that he's that guy. So we'll see, man. We'll see if there's anyone that might be able to control that motherfucker. It's triple H. But again, that dude is his biggest fucking mark. So we'll see if it bites WWE in the ass or not.
1: I can't wait to find out. Uh, The end result will be funny or disastrous, which is usually pretty Mm -hmm. funny when it comes to WWE. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So since we keep talking about wrestling, I feel like we are really hungry for it. Uh, On this day, guys, we always love to talk about the, historical stuff here on the channel on this day 31 years ago sorry on this yeah 31 years ago uh monday night raw debuted holy now, shit yeah uh. we're, we're getting up there damn last now, year was 30 now pete and uh kendo you guys were both watching wrestling before monday night raw correct oh yeah yeah i've been watching since 83
4: who was your favorite back then Oh dude, um the first match I ever saw was Hogan and Sheiki Baby. Um oh. so uh, immediately, you know, as a little kid, I was drawn to Hogan. But when I started watching the NWA stuff, I was uh I was a Road Warrior fan. They were they were the first action figures, wrestling action figures I ever got, and I still have them. Uh, but another one, another one over there in NWA, I loved Ric Flair, and of course, you know. The American dream, dusty rose,
5: daddy. I love daddy, dusty, Ro- daddy, <laughs> dusty rose, baby. Let me hard tell you time, about hard times, baby, hard times, hard, baby, time. hard times. And my son's throaty rose. He gonna get to finish his story, daddy. Maybe if he could read a book.
1: <laughs> Dude, I gotta, I gotta say this. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Fuck TV, man. God damn it, that one was good. Fuck. Yeah, Dion, baby. I tell you what, you come on down, and hang out with Dusty Rose, baby. We be painting the town, daddy. Throwing and rolling, Rick Flag got nothing on me, baby. Me and Sweet Sapphire out every night, whining, and dining, just like we the Nature it's Boy, baby. <laughs> so, well, look, there's some of that go on too, but that's 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 another story altogether, daddy. That's. Yeah, that's another throw out together.
2: <laughs> I fucking love this. What the fuck is wrong with me?
3: A
4: lot. Uh,
2: why am I? Let's this say,
3: where do we start? Yeah, how much why time do you got?
2: I'm fucking sweating.
0: <laughs> Jesus let me tell you a little something about sweating diana i was sweating when i locked miss elizabeth in the locker room and i had to go hunt down hulk hogan and i got sick of him taking my spot every
4: time okay i'm done i am promise i'm done i won't do any more
3: miss elizabeth made his cream rise to the top yeah. oh
0: she did she made my cream rise to the top <laughs>
2: Oh fuck! Good.
4: Who who else can you do impression wise? Um, I mean, I can do all four of the Family Guy characters, but those are
5: like I'll do a pretty good Hank Hill too, and know you've heard me talk about selling propane and propane accessories, Jeff. You know, I like 'em. I like 'em a lot. I've been working at Arlen Propane for eighteen years. I played football for Arlen High. Now, Bobby, by seven o'clock in the morning, I already know that boy ain't right. And I, got to tie the long hair in his head to the short hair in his ass and kick him down the damned hall <laughs> oh,
1: i love that show it is a i hope joy. the revival doesn't suck oh,
3: I know. God, i'm terrified no, I of hope that. For it, it, it.
4: i'm just like uh, uh
3: especially since fucking uh, dale gribble's dead so what are you going to do oh, with yeah that? johnny hardwick that's like a good chunk of the show is gribble yep he's my favorite character oh easily hands down he is the greatest cuck that's ever lived.
1: He's so <laughs> stupid. That's why it's great.
4: That yeah. that's that was always the best part about him was he was so dumb. That and pocket sand. Yeah. No, that's what is it is,
3: favorite is episode? He is the most paranoid, distrustful individual at, of anything and everything except his wife.
0: Right. Yep. Yep, He trusts her
3: to the ends of the earth and she's the only one that's going out of their way to fuck him over, even
1: though he thinks everybody else is, especially the government, which they probably were. Well, the interesting thing about Dale and Nancy is that usually these TV shows keep a gag going. They got rid of Nancy and John Redcorn. Was it by season four? Yeah. Like, I understand the result is Joseph and all that other stuff, but like... They kind of got them out of that scenario really quick and they never go back. They only tease it once when Nancy loses all of her hair. She has to get a wig, but then she can't do it. So I hope if in the revival they don't ever tell Dale. That's that would ruin the show for me. Well, I hope I mean at this point Dale shouldn't even be in the revival because
3: Johnny Hardwick Well, they've already
1: rec- they've already recorded multiple episodes for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like he had recorded new Dale stuff and then passed away. So we're going to be stuck with the show no matter what.
2: And it's Mike Judge. Mike Judge still doing it. I I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good about it.
1: Look, I am optimistic too because the last Beavis and Butthead Head uh, revival was good. Yeah, I never I watched the saying, movie, but the show's good.
3: Yeah, I didn't watch the movie, but I did watch some of the episodes of the show, and it was not as bad as I expected it to be. I just hate the video parts, though. I mean, yeah, they're kind of funny, but the fact that they're like making fun of like TikToks and things like that, as opposed to riffing on music videos, which I don't think exist anymore. But that was, I mean, again, as a kid, you hated the music videos segments on that show. You wanted to see the cartoon part, whereas where the music videos was usually where the best jokes were at. But they, you missed all of that, and they went or they went over your head. And then, but now it's like they're making fun of actual like like people reaction videos and things like that. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't, I wouldn't want to watch them when I'm on the internet, let alone trying to be entertained by it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just turned into a grumpy old bastard.
1: I mean, I think you were born a grumpy old bastard. I mean, that's not possible.
3: Came out of the womb cynical as hell.
1: (laughs) So, let's uh, we'll keep on our wrestling segment because we keep wanting to talk about it. So uh, the Logan Paul stuff we've covered uh, we're a couple weeks away from the Rumble uh, and there's all kinds of rumors, speculation talk. Uh, who do you guys think at this point uh, two weeks away who do you guess is going to win the rumble and go to mania to challenge Roman reigns?
5: Shit
2: um, I can Kobe tell you who that, I don't
1: right? want
3: to win it. All right, I don't want Rogan Ramirez to win it, or not Rogan Ramirez. Or the Rock. I don't want The Rock to win it because. That's how I
2: do. That's my. I know pick, you though. do. I know you I, do. I, I think I got. I think I got to go with The Rock, man. I think they're going to try to do the opposite of 2015, uh, where you know he wins, and they're going to try to undo that black mark on the Rumble because Cody won it last year, right?
3: Yeah, Cody won it last year from the number 30 spot, which I thought was stupid. They should have brought him out. Sooner. Yeah,
5: baby. My son thought it won it last year, daddy. <laughs> Don't ever count my son it down, baby. He come all the way back right to the top, just like his daddy. If he top. could read. If he if Cody could read, he finished his story. But his his book the book he's trying to write his story in is a coloring book, and he's got it upside down, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, do you think that he wins it back-to-back?
5: That's the thing is, I don't. But
3: the thing is, they should have taken the title off of Roman last year. Then we wouldn't have to be worrying about them having painted themselves into a corner, which they have.
2: Right. Yeah, I think I think The Rock's going to win it, man. I, I, there's really no – not a, a surefire way, unless you're going to have the Rumble winner go after Seth. But. Which is possible if,
3: like, Punk wins it, then he goes after Seth. Mm-hmm. And then, because you don't have to have the rock, rock to win the Royal Rumble to go after Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns can come out there from his, you know, sabbatical—the most recent one that he's been on—and accept the Rock's challenge for WrestleMania. You could totally do that. And then you don't have to have the, you know, Rock win the Rumble. You can let somebody else win the Rumble, but. Again, they have booked themselves into a fucking corner because they didn't pull the yep. trigger last year when it was the right time.
4: Yep. Yeah. I, I think The Rock is, after watching the promo and everything from Raw last week, it's obvious he's he's going to end up winning. And yeah, he'll probably go over on Roman. Yeah, this whole thing should have been over last year. Um, I My only question is, what what happens to LA Night? I I am not really I haven't I'm not as up on the whole all the title picture and everything. Like Seth Rollins has one of the belts. Um, who has the other one? Um, Roman's Gunter, got one. Walt, is
3: Ru- yep. Walt Walter Gunther? Well, I think is his well, name. Do they
4: have the Do they have the Universal title and the World title? Um, Roman, Roman has hostage. Roman has them both now. Yeah. Always oh, he's had them for a while. But the thing is,
1: okay. they fudge that number because. His WWE title reign is not going to pass Hulk Hogan. It's the other belt he holds, so it's like they they have to like they basically say that when he won the first belt, they count that as both championship reigns. But if they're being honest, he doesn't have this record for the other belt, so it's kind of like
2: and they brought the world World heavyweight championship is what Seth has, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. They had to create a third belt since
3: Roman was not going to be on TV forever
2: and that's why i'm music. that's why i'm with you guys on rock winning cuz i think they're going to have you know the winner at at the winner at wrestlemania they're just going to fucking combine the uni- the 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 wwe title and the fruit roll up belt and just be done with that universal title since they brought the world heavyweight championship back and who better to do that than with the rock what? it's his first wrestlemania oh, title win
1: yeah he never won the belt at mania so that's kind of well, why what- I'm guessing he's going to retire, like officially, not at the at the event, but like you know, he's coming back doing this last thing, to, guess to get yep. exposure or to make people you know realize he's still around or something. And I think this is it. That's why I think he's going to actually pull it off because what else is there left to do? Especially the the yep. 40th WrestleMania when you can make yeah. some serious bank off of that. It's like mm-hmm. it, it, from a business standpoint, I would get it because it's like I understand. Like, there are there are three types of wrestling fans. There's the normie fans that, like, go for the stuff. And they're a smaller portion, but there's still a lot of people there. Then there's the fucking weird marks that are, like, ideological and, like, I don't want to say autistic because I don't want to be disrespectful to real autistic people, but they're, like, the ones that are obsessed with this fucking, Cody's got to finish the story or CM Punk. It's, like, they get in these, fuck, like, five wrestlers they get obsessed with, and they're, like, if they don't win, yep. fuck them. And then I hate that portion of the wrestling audience because they're fucking yeah.
4: weird, too. And then there's the it's portion,
1: like
4: a- I, it's a cult. Yeah, it's it's like tribalist behavior.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, plus I think the other side to remember for that is, you know, I, I think Triple H is trying to circumvent that. And then to your point, man, like his great, you know, you know that Triple H sees his greatest rival is The Rock. What what better way to get eyes to win those those weird fans over? And to do your buddy a solid, and to have him win the Rumble and then walk off into the sunset. I mean, obviously, I'm sure that they're going to either drop it back to Roman or, you know, hopefully they do the right thing and either use it to get Cody over or whatever. But, yeah, I think all the fucking signs point to the fucking Rock being the one to do it at 40, man, and then retiring, man. I just I can't see Triple H. Letting The Rock go without giving him something like that, I just, I, I, I think that's a, a snowball has a way better chance in hell than The Rock puttering off with some big match with no title and no payoff. I, yeah, I don't but here's the thing.
3: So here's the thing. Roman has been this unbeatable monster for too fucking long at this point. He's beaten everybody. He's knocked everybody out. So he's your top star in the company. The Rock comes back. Who is a bigger star and beats him for the belt. Then he turns around and retires and then just vacates the belt. What does that say about the rest of your roster? That you don't have anybody that's a big enough star to take out the guy that was at the top of the list, so he brought somebody else in, and now he's fucked off and just left the belt in the charge of you know the greatest champion of all time, vacant, to what? We're going to have Tony Khan come out and tell us that he's got a tournament for us to crown the new champion. Cause he's, he's ran that fucking gimmick into the goddamn
1: ground with all his fucking tournaments. So well, Kendo, what's the difference between the rock winning the belt and fucking off for three months and Roman reigns defending the belt and fucking off for six months. No, I'm they're, they're equally bad. Both are equally bad. What I'm saying is if the rock says, oh, I'm gonna retire
3: and I vacate the title because I've got nothing left to prove or whatever. So then, the problem is, like I said, you've totally just you buried your fucking roster for the most part because you said that there was nobody that was able. To Rock won't vacate. Rock well, won't vacate. I, I think he
1: then he has to lose it to somebody.
2: He'll put he he somebody will. put I over. think he will. Yeah, he'll definitely put some because because you gotta remember, man. He always said, has in his
1: entire career. Yep, the Rock. Exactly. Always, yep. The Rock. There's no bigger star in the WWE or ever wrestling that has yep. lost is consistently because it's like oh, we need to make Triple H the top heel at WrestleMania, even though mm-hmm. clearly you're the fucking mm-hmm. biggest star in the company and should win the title at WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Hell, for as big of a star as he was in wrestling, the dude only held the belt for short periods of time, and he wasn't a transitional champion. It's like, hey, it would help Kurt Angle to be this champion. Well, The Rock was still the main show, or main part of the show. When Stone Cold came back, and they did all this shit. Rock was still a bigger draw of the show. It's like mm-hmm. the, the belt, it's kind of like trying to, I don't know, retroactively make it, you know, give the thing to the big star to kind of like send it off and close out the career. Cause it's like having a complete set of something and you're missing that last action figure. Once you get that last thing, you're like, okay, now I'm happy with it. And with the uh, you know, rock, it's like, what else has he done? Uh, I beat this person. I did that. I fought Hulk Hogan. I'm the only person to beat him clean in the modern era twice, like all that stuff, but there's no WrestleMania title win. I mean, fuck rock lost three WrestleManias in a row in the main event when he was arguably the biggest star in two of those. Like, why did The Rock lose at WrestleMania 16? Why did he lose at 17? Why did he lose at 20? Like, because he wants to put other people over tell stories. I say he wins the belt at Mania and will probably give it to Cody Rhodes or anybody. Fuck, LA Knight could beat The Rock. I don't care. Yeah. i love
2: that. Yeah. And
5: And he's an old
2: school dude. And he, you know, those old school guys... Because you know, I, if I remember correctly, you know, SummerSlam 0-2, that was Rock's idea because they wanted to get Brock over, and you know, that's one of the reasons why he, you know Brock loves that motherfucker. You know, you know, he got Chris Jericho over when he went when he lost the WCW Championship to him. You know, so The Rock, he he is not a vacate guy. I think the question is exactly like you said, Jay. It's it's it it comes down to who do you give it to. Roman's not going to fucking need it, obviously. You know, depending on who wins the world heavyweight belt, you know they're not they're not going to need it. People in that match is going to need it. I mean, you know, just you know the, the 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 wrestling fan in me, you know, I hope it's fucking La Knight or Gunther. But Damn, um, La Knight,
4: it, it, it's
2: hard to yeah. say that it can't be. LA, it, it's not La Knight, but then again, I think La Knight's going to beat Gunther, and then Gunther's going to move up to that next that's to the next level, too.
4: So Yeah, that's Gunther's what I'm hoping there, to. though. Gunther deserves it. That guy's a monster. Right. Yeah, like,
3: well, you've that, just, we've had a heel champion for four years. Yeah, you can't just immediately yeah. put it yeah, to rock or to another heel. Rocks a transitional champion until Summerslam,
4: yeah. and then fucking drops it to another heel. That just came off a massively long title run. Yeah, that, but no, I'm not saying Gunther deserves. I'd li- I'd rather see La Knight get it because La Knight is what 41 right now. the The mm-hmm. clock, the clock's ticking. On him, and I know all the top guys basically right now are all thirty north of thirty-five to like in their mid-forties. I mean, The Rock's fifty-something, isn't he? Yeah, fifty-two um, going on this year. Fifty-two years old, and he's built like a freaking truck. I mean, I have all the respect. I don't care if he's on gear or not, because it still takes a massive amount of effort to right. be in that kind of shape. Right. And you can see after he worked that little spot with Gender, he was blown up, but he just cut a promo too and then came in and did a high i've done that shit where you cut a promo run down you're in a high energy spot you get into a scrum like that it goes quick and it's like jesus i'm gassed and it's only been like 2 minutes and he'll be ready you know? by rumble he'll,
0: i think he'll, oh, he'll be ab- ready no by
4: absolutely no dude dude he's he's the you know the freaking the main event man i mean this is you know this is probably arguably you know the number one if not no, number two, number one on Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling in, in terms of overall, you know, overall star, you know, overall recognizability, you know, I mean, he is, he's up there. Um, it's him or Hulk so, Hogan. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I see
1: those. Wrest- well, I see the wrestling route Mount Rushmore's every couple of days on Facebook. And I try to be, yep. you know, I don't want to be the biggest douchebag on the internet, but like, I don't think when you talk about like top four guys, everyone's like, take the rock off and put on undertaker. It's like, Undertaker is a great gimmick, but he doesn't have the crossover appeal. I think a lot of people on no. the internet, those like autistic ones that we talked about a minute ago, they're still they butthurt don't. over 2013 and the Rock beating CM Punk at the fucking Royal Rumble. Oh, they took the spot away from a full-timer for a minute. Look, it's yep. not about who deserves shit. Like, that's why I fucking hated John Cena. I didn't care that he was there every night. He's like, I'm here every night doing this. Who gives a shit if you're there every night stinking up the joint because you can't fucking wrestle? You're still stinking up the joint every night. Mm-hmm. I respect that you want to do shit for make-a-wish kids and be a nice guy, but like at the time, that five moves of doom shit was legit and his title reign yeah. was terrible. Like, and oh, he had a great match with Shawn Michaels because it's Shawn Michaels, right? That's the thing, but like when it comes to the stuff with the modern-day rock, I think it's just a lot of it, people on the internet are literally butthurt over 11 years ago. Their fucking yep. savior of the, the, d- the douchiest people on the internet lost the belt because he didn't get his reign. Like CM Punk is like not as good as they always say. That's the no, thing about him. Not. It's like when Triple H tore him apart during the summer of 2011, he's like your skinny uh-huh. fat ass and all this shit. It's like CM Punk is just a really cynical guy who doesn't look like he tries. And so he comes in and expects everyone to kiss his ass because he, he goes off script or he makes comic book references or quotes back to the future. It's like, I get it. He's supposed to appeal to like us, but he doesn't. He doesn't have that, next level it factor where you can keep bringing him back or keep doing shit or put him in a conversation for the greatest of all time. He's not even in the top 10 greatest of all time. And if you put him on that list, you're really stilted because there are so many other guys from every other era that are going to usurp him in terms of ring work, promos, memorability, all that shit. But when it comes to a guy like the rock, he doesn't, there's really one, there's two guys you can argue Hogan and stone cold. And realistically, Stone Cold yep. and The Rock are going on at the same time. How many great right. Stone Cold moments are because The Rock is a part of them? But not all The Rock's greatest moments are because of Stone Cold. They're usually Nick Foley or Triple H. It's a, it's well, the, a weird the... dynamic. Yeah, but
3: and... see, CM Punk also did something really incredible. He totally made the Young Bucks look like a couple of chodes.
1: <laughs> Didn't they do that themselves, <laughs> <Man>. though?
5: <laughs> I mean, well,
3: yeah, yeah, they were really great at doing that themselves, but he really made them look like a bunch of
4: chodes. And that that right there is the young bucks. Now I know they're they're Matt and Nikki are out. They did their cute little exploding tennis shoe spot, and I watched A. E. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I I've worked indie shows for ten years, and I've never seen anything that fucking stupid See, before. That was
1: the second worst moment of in wrestling history to me. Number one being the Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and the Fiend. Other than that. It's the exploding shoes from the Young Bucks. That was that's so when bad. I turned the pay-per-view
3: off. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm done. I can't. I already knew oh, that well. Dude, I, I think I think
2: the, the, the thing to remember, I think the thing to remember, boys, is you have been watching wrestling for a really long time, and nothing you said is wrong. Nothing you said is wrong. The only moments of clarity that I would add is that wrestling changed with the advent of the internet. Undoubtedly, I think it's the best and the worst thing that happened to the fucking internet. And Jeff and I came up, when he came up for his birthday, we fucking saw this shit firsthand. So many, and, and even Diane was sitting there because, you know, she, she watched wrestling with me as a kid, right? You know, so many newer wrestling fans do not understand, like, to be a big name before the internet was, you know, hand-in-hand hand with wrestling... Was fucking huge. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Everything you guys are saying is huge, but people who are pissed about, especially if 2013, and even if they were to do it now, you don't know how big Stone Cold was. You don't know yep. how big The Rock was. Like the the biggest reason for me, you know, it's so hard to not put The Rock on the Mount Rushmore because Stone Cold was white fucking hot. And then The Rock was right there. And then Stone Cold got hurt. And then The Rock fucking blew up. Like, he wasn't... Like, Stone Cold was huge. And he had a little bit of crossover. People knew who he was. But The Rock was on SNL. And then when fucking Hulk Hogan came back, after the fucking invasion angle was fucking disastrous. And that match was so big that every wrestling fan was pissed that it was not the people forget rock Hogan. Wasn't the main event of 18. No, there's two other matches. Forget that shit. Yeah, Yeah. There's two other fucking matches and like, and don't get me wrong. And then the CM Punk thing to, to your guys credit again, you're right. Right. Like CM Punk, he will never admit it. He didn't have like that next, that next gear, right? Like he was big and people liked him and he dropped the pipe bomb, and it was a big deal on the internet, man. But he just wasn't the dude. He just... Like, fans talked about him. Jeff and I used to... Especially in college, like, the pipe bomb was good, man. But he just, he's never gonna be... CM, which is funny. CM Punk is a lot closer to Triple H than CM Punk is to The Rock. And it's just... Yep. The reason we're saying this is it just makes sense. Like, The Rock's almost done, even though Black Adam fucking sucked, he still has the thing that Vince has been chasing after since then. And it's ju- it just makes the most sense. And and Punk, even if he fucking beats Seth, like it's not, it's no one's going to really remember it as long as The Rock's there. And if it's Rock, if it's Rock and fucking Roman, it's just hard to argue against. And you guys just got to remember it's the internet. The internet motherfuckers just have short-term memory. And they're just not going to fucking admit to it. They're just not going to admit to it.
4: Well, CM Punk is, he looks like he could serve you a coffee. Like, this is the thing I that kills me. And to allude back to AEW is, you know, I I don't buy somebody that's built like, what's his name? Darby Allen beating (laughs) Big Bill. Okay. Orange Cassidy. God. I would love, I would love to just shoot on Orange Cassidy and just Go beat ahead. his ass. Like oh. be that 180 pounds. That that little shit is 160 pounds soaking wet wearing boots. Like come down with the, the title in a bag, your hands in your pockets, your cute little Canadian tuxedo. No offense to the Canadians. Um, you know, he's president Levi Strauss and all that. But no, the, the hands in the pockets thing that is the most. Disrespectful exposing the business bullshit. Like
5: but I, I so, everything about him.
0: I love, I oh. fucking love Orange Cassidy. Right,
5: Dion. Dion. I, like Orange Cassidy Defended. Defended. I fucking hate him. Thank you. No,
4: Thank you. I just I hate him. I hate the way it's it's exposing the business in a way that Joey Ryan did with the dick spot inverted. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. as harmful in a different way, and but it, it gets kills but, me. <laughs> I, it's just I, trust it's me. Just... I know I've spent the last year and a half watching freaking AEW, and I hate myself for it more than I hate myself for watching Batwoman. Um Really, that bad? <laughs> I do. I I just I hate it. I'm done. I'm not watching it. Anymore. AEW's not that bad. I, I, listen, okay, I, I, I think it's just it. so
2: so much of it is you know. I, I think you know, especially for older wrestling fans, right? Like you can't like the shit that works is always going to work just the, the playing field is going to change, you know, with the internet, the
4: storytelling's bad. It's the storytelling. It it's it's that's it, it is it's but when guy. something Look, hits, man. I, I appreciate so Lucha Libre. I appreciate, I love Lucha Libre, but I don't want to see a guy run back and forth on the ropes three times while five idiots stand there with their fucking thumbs in their asses, waiting for him to stop signal to the crowd and then jump. Do, no, no, the suspension of disbelief is gone. Like, you know, there's certain times when a big move like that happens, but I don't need the first match to have 18 high spots because what's the rest of the card going to do then? Oh, well, don't worry. Moxley will come out with a screwdriver and he'll bleed and we'll see the Blackpool Combat Club and we'll see and Commander bleed. and Orange Orange Cassidy will beat Brian Cage because he'll Jesus bleed. Christ. No, no man, yeah, he'll bleed everywhere. No man with any testosterone can win a match in AEW um that's we we see that when we see these little pygmies go over on guys that that should be at the top of the heap book himself
3: vicariously
4: through them that's that's it it's it's like self-insert booking tony khan's like this guy's about like me i'm gonna put him over on this guy because he looks like i mean i picked on me in school jesus christ it's vince russo Samoa, samoa
2: joe's the champion now though
4: i do like samoa joe that's the thing well i mean mjf is hurt they had to put it on somebody Viable, right? Samoa Joe, right? I like Joe. I do. I like Joe. That's the thing. There's bright spots, dude. MJF is probably the best wrestler I've, all around worker I've seen with personality. They 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 killed his heel run. This yeah. whole devil. Oh my god! You they could they have made, made him look like him. a one complete the,
3: fucking goof.
4: One of the biggest stars in the world, and you you massacred his heel run by this. Dumb angle with no payoff now. I just. Yeah. I'll I'll go That's that's indicative.
2: That's indicative more of Tony Khan's weakness as a booker more than it is that that this style of wrestling is bad. I, you know, that, you know, certain things
4: that I like. There is there's things I like. But, yeah, it's it starts from the top. And that's what makes it so insufferable is. The way that the company is, it's like, dude, I see all the tools in the toolbox to make a successful company that could be viable competition if it was run properly backstage and the inmates didn't run the asylum. That's the caveat to the entire situation.
2: Right. And I I think the payoff is there. And the biggest reason is because, listen, I in no way, shape or form would ever think that Daniel Bryan could kick my ass. But that fucking build for WrestleMania 30, dude. Hell that yeah. shit, oh, and this is coming from a guy who you hated, you him. know. And I, I hate. Thank you. I hated that dude. You I always talk stand. shit about that dude for years. For to years. this day, it I still talk hilarious. shit about him. And I was, I popped just as hard as everyone else when he fucking wanted Mania. So the, the, you know, the, 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 the suspension of disbelief
4: for smaller dudes, it can be done. We've seen but it, but it's got to be done right by two storytellers. Yes. Yes, so yes. And it has he's to be done it. right
3: yes. by somebody that yes. can actually work, like Daniel Bryan yes. can actually yes. work.
4: He can work, he's a good and he knows how to get over. It's and that's the thing, is like we that's the problem with AEW too. Yeah, we got guys that can wrestle. Okay, cool. Do they have a personality too? Do they have a character? Is there a gimmick there that I can latch on to and you know invest in? And you know, and cheer for them. Well, no, it's just a guy with a name. You know, it's like Daniel Garcia. Oh, cool. All right. You know, I'm just using him as an example. I kind of, right, I see right, a lot right. of. It's a guy. I see talent in that kid. I like when he. I, I like the dancing gimmick. It's. It reminds me of Alex Wright, in the Disco Inferno. Two mid card guys yes. who were freaking, who could really work, but they knew their place and they played to it. That's the thing. Everybody but has that, a place. That
2: wrestling's over with, man. Like you can't. It's it's it has its place. There are there are always and gonna be that guys. is
3: why the numbers on TV are where they are at because people like me, people like Pete were like, Yeah, that wrestling might be over. Okay, that's great. Well, fuck, what do I need to watch for anymore?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, why, not, why do
1: I need to tune into AW? I don't I nope. stopped. I stopped I mean, watching it, and I and I was we were going over to Phil's, we'd buy the pay-per-views. Like, when I lived out west, I would, uh, what was it? Uh, Not Bleacher. Yeah, Bleacher Report was, I think, where you could get them. We had the app on the TV. Mm -hmm. I was happy to drop 50, 60 bucks because it's like, hey, I'm supporting the alternative. And then the thing that I was supporting the alternative for, uh, the WWE kind of got decent. I'm not saying wrestling got better. Yeah. But, like, I actually like watching wrestling. Like, I might watch SmackDown tomorrow. For the first time since, like, 07, I think about wrestling and I go, huh, I'm excited. Huh, I can't wait to see what X, Y, and Z is up to in the ring this week. It's been for, it's been almost, a, a, God, it's been 16 years since that. So it's like, whatever, or 17 years, excuse me. It's a long time since it's been this enjoyable. And I'm very surprised by that. But it's taken, we've we've been through some shit to get here. Like oh 2009, yes. 10, 11, 13 through whatever. Like WrestleMania 32 is an absolutely garbage show. Like anyone that tells yes. you WrestleMania 32 has got great moments. You no, know the fuck it doesn't. Name me one amazing, amazing moment from WrestleMania Thirty Two. Uh, the crowd yeah. fucking
2: booing the main event.
3: Yeah,
0: when's know, what Ryder was the main
1: at that one? Title just
0: Triple H. That yeah, was
2: Triple H, and yep, and and it got booed, and then the ending got booed.
4: Well, it's Triple H. I'm sorry, Triple H. No, they were booing wrong.
3: because that was the the forcing the Roman down our throats. Yeah. Sure. Oh well, yeah.
4: Ro- Ro- it was a five oh, hour Roman. show as well.
3: That too, and they didn't announce. That was like the first extremely long WrestleMania, and they didn't fucking tell anybody it was going to go that longer. Okay. And it, yep,
2: and then it was the WrestleMania that, that caused um, Dean Ambrose to fucking leave because they took away, they handicapped his match with Brock. Well, that's now, hold on a second. Do you Ambrose think so- wanted to
3: do a bunch of like fucking garbage wrestling spots, and Brock's like, no. I'm a, yeah,
1: I uh, heard Paul Heyman say that too. I kind of agree with or believe what Paul Heyman says.
3: Yeah, he wanted but, he wanted to do all sorts of crazy, gimmicky the shit that he's doing on AEW is what he's wanting to do with Brock Lesnar and Brock told, Fuck no, I ain't doing that garbage shit.
2: That's true. But you mean to Brock's tell me like, how that, about I just murder you? Right, but you mean to tell me that a match with Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose having zero color made sense to you? It had nothing to do with no color. I could see him busting Dean Ambrose open. The, it's the
3: psychology behind it. the the stuff that has been come out about it is that he was wanting to do like fucking trash can spots and fucking yeah his crazy dumb shit. Whereas Brock Lesnar is like, no, we are not having a fucking garbage indie match. And I and I and I get that, but
2: Dean didn't bleed once in that match, dude. That was bullshit. Yeah, but that's because that's it was a, a min- chair match. It was supposed to be a chair match. And you mean to tell that me that right there is a problem? It, and again, that and to your point on it, that was that's the issue with WWE, especially during that time period. But like everyone got excited for that match because it was going to be either a crazy brawl or Dean's getting fucked up and it was neither. That's all I'm saying was neither. That's all I'm saying. I I agree. It shouldn't have been, you know, we, you know, we all know, we didn't know back then. We now know, we now know that Mox's whole thing is just, he wants to be cactus. Jack, I get it, you know, but we didn't get, we didn't even get a monicum of that. At WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar? Come on, dog.
1: Come on. Also, too, can I just throw in there? I don't think AJ Styles should have lost Chris Jericho on that show. That was so dumb. No, that Uh, was some bullshit. Agreed. 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 Because it's like, oh, but Jericho Jericho doesn't need shit. He's the first Undisputed Champion. Like, I hate to say it because Jericho is one of my all-time favorites. He used to be my second favorite of all time. Homeboy needs to just fucking retire and stop because all he's done, at least from a fan standpoint, Is he keeps diminishing his legacy, and it's like, yes, yeah, he can still wrestle. Like he's not a bad wrestler. Like there are shittier wrestlers, and it's impressive what he can do with his age. But like you, in his desire to reinvent himself, he's become a meme. Like I laugh at Chris Jericho. He can't take Chris Jericho.
2: Well, I, I we cheered when he was the champion. We we cheered, but he. I think his issue is he can still wrestle if he wants to. I guess, but like. He just can't take any criticism anymore. Like he's so he, fucking sensitive. Like oh my god, like anytime someone says something to him, he's got to go on some fucking diatribe about haters and like yes, Chris, we know that you've done it, man. Like we're your we're on your side, dude, but hey, the mimosa mash thing was kind of fucking dumb. That's all we're saying. He had and a mimosa match. A yeah, yep. him and Orange Cassidy.
3: Yeah, him in pockets, uh, uh, the match, and Pocket's wrestling match to throw each other into a vat of mimosas
5: hell yeah. oh, and, and then pockets over here goddamn trent Beretta, that piece of shit mom driving him down to the ring in a minivan brian last um but no motherfucker I, I, <laughs> mother-
4: <laughs> sharts and twinkle toes mcfinger bang jericho though i i love chris jericho i do i've always been a fan of his um he it's not 1997 anymore. You can't do the moves you could do then you're in your fifties, Chris, nobody wants to see you in a tag team called lay sex gods, but you're like pop pop at this point. Um, You know, still a talented worker. Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's time to hang the boots up. It's, it is like Jeff, you said it's, it's tarnishing his legacy. It's diminishing it, but he's getting and- a ton of money from the money. Mark. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why, because you've got a promoter who's not a promoter. He's a Mark who's a, a billionaire with a renewable source of income and because of that patent that daddy has. And mm-hmm. yeah, so he's he wants to be. I've seen this on the indie level. These guys that buy their way in. They start a promotion they, just because they want to be friends with the boys because they were like Tony Khan. You know, grew up a, a a huge wrestling fan doing your fantasy booking stuff. nothing wrong with that. I did the same thing. you know, um, I got into the business because somebody saw me on YouTube doing a review of an Indie show and they're like, hey, come work for us. And I was like, okay. And that's how I got in. you know, I still trained. I still set the ring up and tore down. You know this yeah, this is this is the problem. Jericho does though. he needs to hang it up. The Osprey match was that forbidden door? Was that yeah. when he worked Will Osprey? Yeah. That yeah. really yeah. exposed his age because he was trying to keep pace. If Jericho would have worked a slower, more walk and talk pace, he still could have done his a few high spots, but not relied on him. And then just take whatever Osprey is going to throw at you. Know, dude, look at the lights for the guy. Obviously, you know, put him over. You know, every chance he get. You know, you can keep yourself looking strong and still, you know, get the other guy over. Um, but that to me, that match really exposed him. Uh, it's just as just far as like age and the yeah, diminishing. But Will
2: Osprey's, you
4: know, top five well, best I, dude in the world. Well, well, yeah. So why is a fifty-something-year-old guy trying to keep pace with him? Like, I
2: know, yeah,
4: I know. But he, 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 dude, he could, he could have done it if it was Jericho in his prime and it was Will Ospreay. Jericho could have went move for move with him, arguably, yep. but not now. Nope. Not that them days are long gone. You know, I mean, this is, it's to the point now where it's starting to get a little sad, you know, it's like, dude, I, you see these guys and you know what it's doing to them. It's taking all those precious moments off the back end. You're not getting them back. You, you keep doing this because you love the limelight dude. be a commentator, you know, do something, work backstage with these young guys that need guidance to save this company before it tanks, because they've hit the iceberg. They're on their yeah. way down now. Now, is the question, can we bail out enough water to keep the ship floating until it hopefully gets patched up, which is better for the wrestling business than it just being WWE, because Mm -hmm. I don't count Impact. Impact's not a company that you're like, they've done great. It's like, how the fuck are they still around? Somehow, they're like cockroaches. They're like a cockroach. And I say that, I got boys that were Jake something. I used to book him and pay him $10 a fucking show when he first started. And the guy, you know, I mean impact might not be shit though. you know i'm glad the dude's on tv i'm happy for him the guys that are there because it gives them a place to work and screw Billy ray for putting over jordan grace what a chump you don't <laughs> like her i know i think i think she's a fucking dime i like her i think she's a great wrestler but i mean stick to wrestling guys honey that's that's indie shit that and that shit i quit a company because they wanted me to put a woman over i'm like she weighs hundred pounds. Well, she's gonna do this. I'm like, no, she's not. If she tried to do that, I'd kick her in the fucking face. I was like, no offense, sweetheart. She was standing right there. I'm like, I ain't putting you over. I'm like, what does that I do always, to my character? I always thought that was a smart move that they didn't put China in the title
1: picture back in the day because I know the story was she was gonna she was number one yeah. contender for a hot minute building to SummerSlam 99. But like, yeah, realistically, she, is China gonna beat Stone Cold? Fuck no, she gonna beat Mankind. Fuck no, she gonna beat Triple dude. H. Fuck no. The rock, no. Well, it's they like a couple the
3: fucking Bro, a couple years ago, the big bag of love came out during the fucking Royal Rumble, and it's like, why is she here? And what had happened? She immediately got her ass kicked and thrown out, which is yeah. like, that's exactly what would happen,
4: dude. Uh, what's it there? Um, China. You you put you if if she got into if she in her peak had got into a legit shoot fight with Taka Michinoku, he would have one shot at her, and she would have been laying on the floor. I don't care. It just. The it's yeah, it was she she did not belong in the men. It, no, that shit is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm cool with the fetish wrestling shit like that. But I mean, hey, uh the, keep it off. It's garbage. It's because it only benefits one person. No male wrestler has ever benefited other than Jeff Jarrett financially from that match, which he, Jeff Jarrett was a smart man. He's like, yeah, I'll put this dumb bitch over, but you're going to pay me a lot of money to do it. Yeah. On my way out the door, it's Mark, never benefited. Mark Marrow's
3: career ended because Saber yes. fucking
4: power bombed him. And Stone Cold's like, why am I gonna work with him? He got power bombed by a woman. Like, what 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 is that gonna do for me? What does that say about me if he gets over on me? Well, his wife fucking power bombed him. Why the fuck am I gonna put him over? Get out of here. Like, no. That to me, that just that is the most insulting. Like it's like Tessa Blanchard. She's a fantastic wrestler. Nothing about her personal, you know, personally. That's aside. She's not a very good person. Um, You know, not the. I'm not even talking about the shit for pay stuff. But um <laughs> she, you know, Sammy Callahan putting her. She's hitting Canadian destroyers on Brian Cage. I'm like, come on. First of all, a Canadian destroyer, I I'm all Pepperidge farm remembers when that was a finisher and you didn't kick out at one on a Canadian. No, it's a, destroyer. a transition spot now. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, Tessa, yeah, Tessa Blanchard's gonna hit a, a Canadian destroyer on Brian Cage. She's gonna beat Sammy. C- Come, I don't even like Sammy Callahan. I mean, it's it just it's insulting. It's like, what you're yeah, that yeah. And then TNA put the the world title on Jordan Grace at one point. I'm Like, what are you or Tessa? It's like, what are you doing? Your your belt is a fucking. It might as well you might as well get out of a gumball machine. Now it's worthless. I this, this is
1: the type of stuff that makes me like roll my eyes at wrestling. And it's the same people that I was talking about a moment ago with the the ones that think CM Punk is God that like champion this type of shit and then call you. It's like folks, if you're wondering what we're talking about, it's like when you criticize Disney Star Wars and they call you a sexist bigot. Those type of people in wrestling come out of the woodwork when you criticize. Why is this 90 pound woman beating a 300 pound man? Like they're like, they get so vicious and they attack
4: you. I get called, I get called an incel and a neck beard for that. I'm like, I'm not, I've been married for 14 years. I have a kid. I'm not an incel, but thank you. Try again. Uh, You know, next, you know, call me, call me the funny mustache, man. Call me something for it, you know, because it inevitably happens every time they do. They shriek and recoil. Like, how could you say that? I'm like, because I spent a decade in the business and I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, have a women's division. Let them shine. There's a a, a ton of amazing female workers out there that need shine, but you're not going to get it on the boys. No, And then there's Reho. Oh, God. Oh, oh, what a uh, cute, cute woman, but just... Why are you in? Because <laughs> she likes to play with Kenny Omega. Reho.
5: Uh,
1: isn't that dude injured, Kenny Omega? Uh yeah, he got yeah, diverticulitis. Yep. Diver- yeah, diverticulitis.
3: I'm not laughing because that's a horrible disease to have. It's just they're
2: were- <laughs> literally just got back to working through it,
3: which I don't know how um, because yeah, that shit put Brock Lesnar in the fucking hospital and. Tony booked this crazy fucking angle between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And they were supposed to be on the pay-per-view and everything like that. And they came out and did, an, from what I understand, an atrocious uh, segment on Dynamite. And uh, then the next day, Kenny Omega's like, I'm in the hospital. I've got diverticulitis. I'm not getting out of here anytime soon. Uh, I can't wrestle. And totally fucked up
1: part of the pay-per-view. <laughs> Um, what do you think the ETA on their demise is? You think they got three more years?
0: Oh,
1: um,
3: I'd say yeah, three
0: years
1: because three
3: years Tony's still got the money, it's a matter of when daddy cuts it off.
1: Well, I've been hearing about how Warner Brothers likes the demographic they're bringing into the time slot, and there's rumors that they're going to get you know a spot on H or Max and you know be able to stream there on top of stuff like there was also that rumor that the wwe might go to amazon and everyone was like all upset and i'm like i'd actually like if it went to amazon because i don't pay for cable i think cable's bullshit but i do have amazon prime and i'd love to be able to watch raw live wait raw's three hours i don't want to watch raw for three hours i'll watch smackdown (laughs) on a friday yeah no um
3: yeah there was a lot of talk about that I don't know – there's a lot that needs to happen in order to get AEW to go back to being a serious contender and somebody that can push WWE. Uh, the first part of it is for Tony Khan to actually hire a booker, somebody that's going to be the boss, somebody that's not there trying to be friends with the wrestlers. Yep. Dixie tried that, and look what happened. So you, you there, there needs to be somebody that's like – Vince McMahon of was all never Dixie's
2: problem. Dixie's problem was not that she was trying to be – friends with the wrestlers. Dixie's problem solved. She thought that she was smarter than the wrestlers. That was her problem. Yeah. And Tony Khan it thinks was,
3: he's the smartest well, person that's ever been in I, the business.
2: I, I again I, you know, to, to quickly answer Jeff's question, I currently, you know, I think AEW lasts I'd say five years. I mean you know the, the ROH show helps. I do think um you know getting collision and shit you know it, it, that's gonna prop it up. CM Punk leaving helps. You know, but no, yeah, know.
3: no one watches Collision anymore because Punk's not on it.
2: Yeah, but you don't have fucking. The only reason Punk. they got that show, yeah, but but, you know, but now you don't have Punk getting in fucking backstage fights and tiffs all the goddamn time. Punk was never gonna save AEW. That was a pipe dream because the dude was semi popular after getting out of the fucking w getting out of WWE he his popularity stayed high because he was in the UFC and he got his ass beat and then he comes to fucking AEW and he had a couple good segments with with uh with MJF he had he had the, the good line about you know if Tony Khan has a daughter that you can marry blah, blah 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 that was great other than that you know his title reign most people have forgotten that he was fucking AEW heavyweight champion. The bullshit with the sec- with the interim championship didn't fucking work, and yeah, he got Collision. And I think he wasn't he the he was writing for for Collision for a long time. He, that was kind of cool, he the, but he ended yeah. up getting into a bullshit fight over fucking Jungle Boy. Punk was never gonna fucking save AEW, and you know if 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 if, if, if he was, he wouldn't have fucking left.
3: Well, he got collision and collision was created specifically because Tony couldn't sit down and tell everybody, look, I don't give a shit. If you don't fucking like each other, you're going to get along enough to be able to work together. I don't. We're trying to make money here. This isn't a fucking friendship show. You're going to work together. But because he couldn't fucking do that because the Bucks were going to be all pissy. He had to create collision. He pretty much gave Punk the go ahead to do collision. Do it his way. And that's the only reason why Collision exists. And the reason why he got into shit with Jungle Boy is because Jungle Jackoff wanted to go and fucking use real glass in a car yep. windshield to be thrown through, which is a fucking stupid idea. And all that happened was Punk told him, hey, this is a terrible idea. Don't do that. You're going to get hurt. You're, you're doing this. I get it. You're wanting to make it look good, but don't. Whatever. And then Jungle Boy does it anyway, specifically so he could fucking mouth off. Punk takes exception to it. Punk is the type of person that takes exception to being mouthed off. To what did what did Jungle Jackoff think was gonna happen when he does that? Does he think well, then that
4: he called him out on camera?
3: Yeah, he, yeah, he looked right in the ca- camera and yeah. fucking mouthed it off. Yep. What did he think was gonna happen? That Punk was just like ha, that crazy kid. No, he was gonna take exception to it, and then somehow he made Tony Khan fear for his life, even though Tony Khan said that AEW is the safest place to work which is weird.
4: (laughs) And, and that's, that's it too. It's okay. When Jack Perry did that and you've got heat with, you know, punk and, you know, Matt and Nick and all this shit, dude. And even on the, the indie level, this is where the promoter needs. The promoter needs to be a man. You walk in there, you raise your damn voice. You take every, whoever it is involved in the situation. You take him in another room and you have a come into Jesus meeting and say, yeah, we're here to put on a show. Shut your damn mouths. Go out. Do the freaking dance. Come back. Get your envelopes and go your separate ways. Settle your petty bullshit. Go out there and make it look good and take care of each other. It, we're not asking a lot. It's not reinventing the wheel. You're being, you, all we're asking is be professional. And there's, there's none of that backstage. And I'm not a CM Punk fan. Like I'm not a huge punk guy at all. Like, I mean, I think he's mids at best. You know, he's like you said, uh, he's had a few moments here and there that happened to, yeah, that pop, and a broken clock is right twice a day too. You know, but yeah, him leaving there, yeah, he was never going to save it, but he could have built up at least part of the company to some sense of stability and normalcy on one show if Khan would have actually ever truly split a roster. But he won't because you got to have – the ROH titles have got to be over here on Rampage, and then you've got to have oh well, this guy is supposed to be on Collision, but he's going to be on Dynamite, and then you know it's like Jesus Christ, dude, it's dizzying. You you write, write three separate shows. You've got what? Uh, you've got a two hours of Collision, uh, two hours of Dynamite, hour of Rampage. You got five hours of TV to write for, plus two hours of ROH. That plus should be a 38 titles. Titles to book. Jesus, that's another thing. That dilutes everything. All these stupid ass titles. There should be what uh, one women's title and three men's singles and a tag and tag straps. That's it. That's it. No more. This has been
1: Wrestling Corner, folks. Well, I feel like we've reached a good ending point. It's a uh, way longer than I wanted to go. I was like hoping for a two-hour show, but we got a four-hour show. So thank you to everybody who stuck with us. Uh, we enjoyed good doing quality it. entertainment. Yeah so if you want more quality entertainment make sure you guys join us each and every thursday night live because it helps the metrics with the youtube algorithm uh before we go uh pete where can we find you on the internet
4: you can find me at etep wakuians the place to be reviews i do movie and tv reviews i live stream monday wednesday uh tales and crypt commentaries on Thursday for channel members, which you can join as a channel member if you want. If not, you can subscribe. It's free. It always will be. Tuesday nights, we watch classic wrestling pay-per-views. Uh, This Tuesday, we will be, well, actually, we're going to put a poll in the community tab on the channel so we can vote on which Royal Rumble we'll be watching this coming Tuesday, which we'll be live streaming that. And we're up to episode 289 of Going In Raw on Monday night. There's only 11 episodes left of Going In Raw, the longest running episodic show in the 835 Eastern time slot on YouTube for the last five years. That's a mouthful. Hold on a second.
1: We're in the eight thirty-five time slot
4: on Monday night, though. Uh, okay, fair enough. I didn't hear only, you on, Monday. Mondays. only okay. on Mondays, only on Mondays. I'm being being very, very, very facetious. Yeah, oh, oh, I he's
3: he's setting a very specific goalpost to aim for. Much like exactly Disney does with their accolades.
4: Exactly. That's, you know, if if what's good for the goose is good for the uh, the gander. But no, uh, and I recorded an interview uh, a couple, like a week ago, which is going public tomorrow, is available for channel members today with a female bodybuilder from Denmark named Natasha Broger. And uh, that's going up in the one-on-one series. That'll be up with the Jennifer Thomas and uh, Jamie Pinder interviews. And I've got another guest, actually two more guests lined up. For interviews like that and uh, yeah just uh, I'm busy I'm busy and there's another video coming out tomorrow about the uh, failed Eternals TV show that never was and the creator of that said you know we were going to do it unlike the movie we were going to make it good so that's that's coming out too so
1: fuck that movie that was the biggest waste of money ever Uh, yes it was uh, Kendo anything you'd like to say before we go Uh, no Alright. So, folks, thank you for watching. We'll be back next time with more, so be on the lookout for all the updates from WCBS and, like I said, it's beginning of the show. I finished my penciling on Wokebusters, just doing some tightening, uh, fixing the pages where I changed the car. A few minor things, but essentially the story's done, and I feel a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, but I'm excited to make the next comic, but we gotta actually do Wokebusters now. Promote it, relaunch, do all the big stuff make it the biggest comic book event of 2024 because it's that good, folks. You got to read it. You got to see it. You got to be a part of it. And you know you want to be a part of the big event. So, folks, we'll be back next time with more. But in the meantime, be smart, be safe, be cool. But always be excellent to each other. Dot com.